Welcome to Nintendo Dads, episode 408, recorded on January 5th, 2023. In tonight's episode, we talk about our game of the year for 2020-2020-2022. Couldn't get it out there. And we also talk about Sakurai possibly retiring, uh, some Metroid Prime announcement that could be possible from some verified Reddit leaker. We got all kinds of crazy stuff. So, Jesse, you know what to do. Gentlemen, give give Timothy off a round of applause because he just stumbled his way into 2023 as if he hasn't done an introduction in like years. What is going uh, on here? And I think I said 2022, didn't I? It's 2023. You, you got like in a in just a loop, and I thought we'd have. I just to like couldn't get past just, 2020. Like, yeah, you're like 2020. 20, 20, Someone's 20, gonna have to slap me. Yeah, re- <laughs> reboot Tim, folks, ladies and gentlemen. What is going on? My name is Justin Masson, and I'm joined by two of the coolest guys around the internet. And this is Nintendo Dads, and this is our first. First episode of 2023. We are excited to be here. We are hyped. We have got some news, not a lot of news. It's kind of been a little bit quiet on the Nintendo news front, but there is some great information that we're going to talk about. Plus, we're going to talk about our 2022 game of the year. You're going to hear it from all of us, plus our community, that and so much more. But of course, before we kick that off, I have to check in with, again, the coolest guys on the internet. On the soundboard, trying something new today. If you're on the Twitch side, he made it look good, made it look easy. Of course, I'm talking about Mr. Jesse Walder. Jesse, what is going on, sir? Pretty good. Well, speaking of things in a loop, um, how have you seen how hard it is for people to count to 218 lately? No. 218? Okay. If you oh, don't yes. Get it. Yes, I have. Yes. <laughs> I, I think about that. Yes. Ten, at least 10 times. Out. At least ten uh, times for uh, I think I, heard. I, I think I think it failed eleven times. Eleven times we'll, now. We'll okay. fill you in the post show, Justin. All right, fair enough. Well, I appreciate. It. I, 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 I I can understand why you weren't in the loop. It's of course, because he's it's Canadian. a U.S. government thing. Oh, okay, got it. I was like, I, I don't understand. Is it, you know? Okay, well, you guys keep 2018, and I've got healthcare. I don't know. Boo! <laughs> Speaking of a guy who might not make it to the end of the show, because his internet isn't working, and he is he's holding on by hope, string, and 5G network connectivity on his on his mobile device, ladies and gentlemen, Timothy off. Timothy, no, 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 no. I am doing a retro show. This is what retro I'm doing. Show. I'm doing, okay. like, I'm doing the back when the Nintendo Dad started version of this where you're using your phone, you're using your gamer headset, all that. How's it How's it going? How's it looking? Look, is you know, it I'm looking be, retro? I'm really honest with you, it sounds really good. <laughs> you probably sound better than we did in 2014. For sure you do. Absolutely. <laughs> right, yeah. And I mean, it's, I think it's a great opportunity to talk about the quality of SteelSeries headsets. If you're looking for quality headsets, head over to SteelSeries. Use the code NINDADS for for 24% off. By the way, that's not real. We don't actually have a thing with Steel Series. Don't do that. I didn't say that. We didn't send anywhere. But Steel Series, we are. I am using your headphones. Yeah, yes. yeah but Steel Series, seriously, though, I've got four ad spots this month. Come see me. We'll have a chat about this. Uh, folks, man, it's great to be here. Man, it has been, it's been two weeks, right? Since we have, we've come together and we've chatted. I feel like we've, you know, it's been a while. Yeah? Yes. Did yes. Have, did guys, yeah, did you guys have a good holiday? Oh, yeah. I, I've had a very quiet holiday. Because pretty much because my mother-in-law had surgery on the 28th. 
So oh, okay. my wife went down to visit her on the 25th and, you know, to spend time of pre-surgery and then to take care of her post-surgery and until she's able to start doing things on her own again. And she, her plans are to come back home tomorrow. So she's okay. basically right. not been here for two, almost two weeks. Wow. Running solo then, hey? Yep. There you go. There you go. That's crazy. Yeah. And you're still alive. You've been fed. You've been watered. You've made it two <laughs> weeks, Jesse. Congratulations. Yes. And I, I, I got Good. a lot of game time, game, gaming time, man. All right. I I'm excited, excited to talk about that as well. Uh, Tim, anything? What's going on with you? Uh, just just the holidays has been great. Uh, we were supposed to have our siding worked on while between Christmas and New Year's, but yep. weather and stuff impacted things. So we didn't get it worked on this week until this week, and which is why I'm out of the internet, uh, just completely out. But thankfully, 5G is holding up so far, uh, and uh, I'm thankful for that at least. But yeah, well, there's a lot of... It was, a lot of cool time spending with uh, the family during the, the week. And I didn't get a lot of gaming time, surprisingly. Um, no way. I did get some some uh, card game time in, you know, like uh, who, what what the meme, I think it was called, okay. that game. So yeah. uh, Cards Against the Humanity with some friends, you know, that type of thing. Classic. So, Absolute yes. classic. So lots of, lots of time, lots of time spent with people and and less by myself playing games, I suppose. The opposite of Jesse, I suppose. <laughs> sure. You've had very even different different experiences this holiday. How about you? How was your holiday? Yeah, it was all right. You know, it was uh, it was nice and low-key. You know, I love that point in the holidays between Christmas and New Year's where a couple things occur. You don't remember the last time you showered, and you don't know what day it is, <laughs> right? It's right. the Bermuda yes. Triangle of a holiday situation. And I, I you know, I kind of love sitting in that that pocket for a couple of days. It was nice and low key. We did a little bit of traveling locally uh, to see, see some family. And, uh, and then that was it came home. My daughter did get sick though. And so that was never fun. Like sick kids during yeah. holidays, never, never cool. Right. No. And so she's on, she's on the mend. Uh, but I'm also going to tell you real, real true, real true uh, fact here. My kids have been out of school for two weeks and boy, am I excited for them to go back on Monday, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah same, really here. Jones, same here. Jones in for that opportunity for them. I remember that, that feeling. Uh, yeah, especially as a guy who's been working from home, right? During I'm ba- I was back to work on Tuesday. <laughs> they were not back to school. So it's yes. been a real real journey, gentlemen. I'm excited for it to end. So. <laughs> yeah. I, I understand totally because I was I would have been in the same shoes if it hadn't been for the internet. So I had to go to the office. Well, yeah. not only that, not because of the internet, but because my laptop decided when I came back to start on Tuesday morning that it said, You have no hard drive. Oh, I've had that so happen that's, before. That's not fun. I'm like, really? Yeah. It's like, you had too much fun during the vacation. <laughs> no kidding. No kidding. So I had to go in and get a new laptop from work. Yeah. So good times. Good times being an adult, right? Uh, well, speaking of being an adult, we're not going to for the next several hours. We're going to be giant man children and complain about video games, the industry, and hopefully you get some escapism from your reality. Hey, if by the way, you're like, wait a second, there's three out of four of them. What is going on? Ladies and gentlemen, I'm excited to announce to you that we have finally given Marty Estes the pink slip for 2022. That was his last show with us. We are done with his shenanigans. I'm tired of hearing about beaver nuggets and wrestling jokes. I'm tired of it. I'm done with it. We finally fired him. Whoa. I'm able to do it. 
on actual legal causes. Uh, no, I digress. Marty is off for the for the day. Um, he had he just wasn't able to make it. So here we are. But uh, sure, he will be back at some point, right? Uh, before I jump on as well and jump into it, I want to give a big shout out to folks that I see here over in our chat, our YouTube and Twitch chat. Gaming Dad, Mecha Dragon, Ms. 1K3, Ants Klitsch. Um, what else? Is, who else is in here? Uh, I saw David B. Matt, Matt Burke. Matt Burke. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for being here. I appreciate it. Uh, hey. That's why we have the Twitch chat. That's why we have the YouTube chat to have a conversation. Mecha Dragon says, uh, Tim, you're not talking into Elgato. Mecca, time yourself out. All right. Time yourself <laughs> out. Don't come into my shop and be like, Tim's not talking into his Elgato. You're five minutes late. He told you why. If you need to rewind the tape, time yourself out and think about what you did. All right. Think about it. Shout out to Gaming Dad, too, by the way. He's been a guest on our show a few times. So uh, shout out to him for stopping by. We got, hey, Gaming Dad, we got to, we're going to put you on the calendar for 2023. All right. You got to come in again. We're going to have some sit, sit down, some chats like we always do. We love having you on. Uh, so let's do that. And of course, Mecha Dragon, you know, I'm just busting your chops, right? Uh, one of the <laughs> kindest guys in New York that I ever met because he brought us coffee. So I love Mecha Dragon. Coffee uh, was, coffee, was, was key. Was so yeah. key. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it wasn't there cookies or donuts. Am I wrong? What am I thinking here? He brought us the, the fancy cookies from fancy another place. Cookies. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Those were way fancier cookies than I ever expected. <laughs> uh, Mikey dreamer here as well. Thank you. Yes. Another month, another month of shenanigans time for shenanigans cookies. Thank you. Mecca dragon. Uh, you know, I'm just giving you a hard time. I see you're sorry, sorry, sorry. Wham. All right. Let's <laughs> jump right into it, folks. We're just kind of, we're just, we're just blabbering now. And of course, we're excited to be back. We are. I, I'm really la lacking focus right now. So it's not going to happen. bad sign when jesse hits the bumper i don't call for it because he's like moving on moving on just we're just because of course that bumper means we're on to the news and the news is brought to us by who timothy alf the patreons of of nintendo dads patreon.com nintendo dads all of our patreons and i know somebody actually told me not to say patreons but that's what i call everybody is our patreons not patreon supporters not patrons. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> Patreons. You're just, you're just stumbling through it. You're having like it's a real, it's a real tough little go here, isn't it? Right now, <laughs> I'm um, so man. discombobulated because you I really can't, are. I can't use any of my equipment here in front of me. Yeah, it's, I just, you, I'm looking at my phone. You are 100 suffering. I am. I'm just trying to get through this, and but I'm having fun. So good. Yes, the news is brought to brought to us by our Patreons at Patreon.com. Nintendo Dads and Jesse. And yes, that was that was fun. Break uh, cutting you off with the music, by the way. And Jesse, if <laughs> I said Daniel Crummit, who do you think Daniel Crummit is? Who is he? Who do you think Daniel Crummit might be, and why might he be important to Nintendo Dads, Jesse? Oh, is he the latest Patreon? Wow, Jesse, <laughs> we want to welcome Daniel because he's one of our newest patrons signing up in December 29th. So thank you and welcome for being here. Uh, We're hey. so happy of it. I apologize for these two yahoos. Seriously, see, I've gotten rid of I've gotten see, rid he's of already Marty. catching me off guard in retaliation for cutting him off. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's on like Donkey Kong. You know what I'm saying? I remember these type of things. Jesse, who is this guy? Who is this guy on here? Right. <laughs> All right, let's let's move jump into the news. Uh, 
Jesse, you put this news item in first. And I said to you, Jesse, this is a lot of words and I don't feel like reading it. I don't really care. Can you summarize this for me? Because it sounds important. And I because I was I, I literally had it highlighted. I was about to hit delete. And you were like, whoa, Simmer, no. this is important. And I was like, all yeah. right, then, Jesse, tell me why. Yeah, because this, this is a, this is a lot of tech speak here. So if you remember like two or three weeks ago. Mario Kart 7 on the 3DS got an update, and people are like, what? Yep. Why do this after 10 years? Well, True turns story. out there's, there's a reason. There's uh, pretty much a pretty nasty exploit that affects just about every 3DS, Wii U, and S- Switch Nintendo first-party game, which can you know, called the ENL Buffer Pwn exploit. Wow, and uh, there is a GitHub page explaining it from Pablo Pablo MK Seven, if you want to look it up. But basically, what this does is a hack. This lets a hacker take full control of your system just by being in the same game as them. Oh wow! Okay. So, like re- recording audio, recording video. Not obviously no audio on the Switch, but there is on the other two devices. Um, possibly running external code okay. you know bad stuff uh see uh, why we can't have nice things this is exactly right it, right so this allows hackers okay uh, reported to nintendo via their hacker one program that pays bounties to people who report vul- vulnerabilities in their hardware and software uh apparently the wii u games have not been patched at oh, this wow, point, okay. they probably won't be because you know they probably said no one's playing on this thing anyway. Why mm-hmm. fix it? But uh, so they gave us a, sm- a good sized list of games that have been known to still have or had, have had the vulnerability patched out: the Mario Kart Seven, Eight, Eight Deluxe, Animal Crossing: New Horizons, Arms, Splatoon One, Two, and Three, Super Mario Maker Two, and Nintendo Switch Sports. Wow. So you're so all these games had the potential of having the vulnerability and they have been patched or still have that potential vulnerability. All of the 3DS and Switch games have been patched. The Wii U games have not. Okay. So for all of you Wii U people, I would I would encourage you, please, for all that is good and safe on the internet, please don't turn your Wii U on. Or just don't play online games. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Well, this this goes to show uh, another reason why it's hard for companies to keep their older games going mm-hmm. because there's the potential of somebody exploiting it. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's the thing you don't think of, right? You don't kind of think of like once, like once we've moved on, like no one's no one's really. I mean, I make the joke, right? But I mean, I haven't turned my Wii, Wii U on for like when I moved back to Ireland. I turned it on to make sure it still worked, right? And I was like, cool, it does, awesome. It's no longer yeah. just a a paperweight. Um, that's what I have a Stadia controller for. Um, so I was like, okay, and, let's test that. And my son actually uh, played through. He he does this every Christmas Eve. He'll do a f- full run through of Wind Waker, and he did it this year on the Wii U. Uh, I think he like he took like a he did it in two settings. He he finished the game in less than twenty four hours. Took a nap in the middle, but yeah, he did finish the game. Hmm. That's awesome. Okay. So good good to know about that stuff as well. Hey, speaking of other things that I think, Jesse, you would find super interesting, 3DS's Pocket Card Jockey 
gets an Apple Arcade port under the name Pocket Card Jockey right on. That's coming out January 20th. Memory serves me, Jesse. You really like this game, right? I did. And I have in a lot of the conversations about, you know, oh no, the 3DS eShop's closing. What game should I buy? This game normally comes up as this is a game to get. But now it's not as crucial if it's coming to Apple Arcade. Yeah. Do we think, and the question is like, do you, do we think this is going to come to the Switch as a, as a, as a port of some time soon? Maybe, maybe. What do you Usually Apple that? Arcade yeah. games do have a time of exclusivity. Uh, mm-hmm. whether it's six or 12 months, I don't know. Yeah. What, but yeah, I think it, once this hits, once that time is up on Apple Arcade, I see this coming on probably Switch, PlayStation 4, and Xbox. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was I remember. I remember a lot of people being, there it is. I remember a lot of people being super excited for it. Super, super excited. And if you're watching yeah. the live I liked it a lot. stream, uh, Mr. Timothy Off just showed um it with a using a metroid background as well as well yes. hey speaking yeah. of metroid well, i was say before oh, I did, those who you did not you did not, you did not just cut <laughs> off a segue did you <laughs> i did i don't backward segue i only forward segue that's you only painful. get you only get one for 2023 so i'm going to give this you to one and i'm going to go backwards and i'm going to let you say what you're going to say <laughs> Say <laughs> so for those who don't know what pocket card jockey is, it's kind of like a combination of solitaire and horse racing game, and it sounds insane, but it works, and I think uh, I think it's pretty fun. Okay, and it does look great on my Metroid uh, Samus 3DS too. By the way, speaking of Metroid and the news. Timothy Off, did you hear that a verified Reddit uh, Reddit leaker teased a Metroid Prime announcement? There's a rumor. Could Tears of the Kingdom be the last major Switch game? Did you see that one? Wait, wait, no, no, no. Stop. What are you doing? No. Oh my god. Like, okay. I gave him I gave him a hard time for interrupting. No, my, segue. my point you is then this, set up my, my segue for your Metroid, Metroid game, game and then is you a bunch decide- of baloney. It's a bunch of baloney. We don't need to talk about it because we hear about these stupid rumors all the time. Some verified wet wahoo talks about that Metroid Prime is on the verge of being announced. And Again, it doesn't. Still. It doesn't. Yeah. And I'm tired this, of it. This I don't yeah. want to hear about it. <laughs> I love it. Love I don't it. want to hear it anymore. If it so happens, you- it happens. I'll be so happy. Yes. But I'm tired of hearing these wahoos come up with saying they, you know, what's a verified Reddit leaker? What is that? He paid eight dollars. Metroid Prime. Get out of here with that crap! I don't All right. care. Well, well, here we go, Timothy. Off. I'm going to read the article straight from my Nintendo News. One of the moderators of Reddit's gaming leaks and rumors sub occasionally receives direct messages from one of the sub users who cre- who creatively leaks video game news just before it's officially announced. The person is previously cre- creatively leaked to the moderator, the official name of the Legend of Zelda Tears of Kingdom, Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword HD on the Switch, Splatoon 3, and WarioWare before they were officially announced in a Nintendo Direct. The Reddit moderator says that the user has an undefeated record when it comes to leaks and that the user DM'd the Reddit moderator say, saying, do you think everyone is primed and ready? Possibly hinting at uh, Metroid Prime news, most likely the Metroid Prime remake, which Venture Beat and game journalist Jeff Grubb insisted earlier this year that it was real. This was written in 2022. 
So here's that what right I'm going to say. Tells you let's, that's a bunch of baloney. <laughs> all right, let's have a little let's have a little campfire campfire conversation here. A little bit of inside baseball behind the wall, behind the curtain. We're going to tap. We're going. Hey, hey, listener. Hey, viewer. Here's what happens in the months of January and February. There's never really any video game news, and Nintendo specifically, they don't do. They're kind of quiet. They just it's their it's their like it's their down months. They just kind of eh, we do stuff, but not a lot of stuff. We'll maybe throw a direct. But what happens is that everybody is so, so, so thirsty for Nintendo news and rumors and making videos and clickbait links and like thumbnails where like, you've got to see what just leaked that like for two months, it's a spiral of garbage, right? It is. You can't believe anything out there on the Internet, except for, of course, if you came to Nintendo dads, because we have genuine actual news. Uh, I just want to make sure you recognize that. Until February 28th, then you got the Pokemon dump. Yeah, February 28th. So like the next 60 days, I mean, there's you're, you're going to have all these like YouTube videos, which is like, why Nintendo has to put out a Nintendo Direct? Is this the last game for Nintendo? Is the Switch 2 doomed? Why does Mario always wear overalls? That and so much more, right? Like these are the kind of content that comes out this month because it's so quiet. The constant like rumor traction of Metroid Prime, blah, 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 blah. We're done with it. So everything that you see in January and February, I'm going to be honest with you, we really make a statement of this is rumors because this is just kind of probably clickbaity and people are just trying to get your attention. And so some of it may be true. Some of it may be false, but really that's kind of what happens right now. There isn't a lot of really deep, deep, true Nintendo news to chat about. Now back to our show. Hey, did you guys <laughs> see the Nintendo Switch uh, OLED leak for Breath of the Wild? Uh, yes yes wasn't that amazing jesse do you that was happen impressive to have a, work. a photo of that available for us to share i think i'm showing that was, it impre- now. That was impressive photoshop work yeah i know fantastic that's uh, that's that is honestly what i first thought yeah so but so i would i don't I know say, i would say last i think it was early this week or, or late last week uh a leaked photo of the of a switch oled for tears of the kingdom came out um and i'm jesse if you're able to pull it up and share it that'd be grand if you can um i'm gonna be honest with you guys like i saw it and i was like I, like here's what here's i'm gonna i'm gonna preface this i think we're gonna get an oled custom switch for yes. tears of the kingdom it kind of makes sense um yes. nintendo's not dumb they know it'll sell like hotcakes they're good and like when they did it in 2027 in 2017 when the switch launched you have to remember nobody it, we never we didn't know if it was going to be the juggernaut it was going to be so nintendo was not going to take a risk on having a different skew just one skew like let's just put it out there well i guess we have the two skews right we have the black joy cons and the uh, colored joy cons right yes yes um so they weren't doing any special skews we are now six years into the life cycle of the Nintendo Switch. We know that these SKUs sell, and we know based on the last financial reports from Nintendo, their commentary is that the Switch has become has moved from being a one 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 in a household to now one per person, now to multiple per person, right? Because of these collector's editions, because of the light, because of the OLED. I definitely believe that Nintendo is going to put out a Breath of the Wild Tears of Kingdom Switch edition, and it's going to sell like gangbusters. It's going to do amazing. The photos that Jesse's showing right now, um, I think are definitely like they they look legitimate, right? As legitimate as anything nowadays can be photoshopped and, and made to look a certain way. But I don't really 
again, whether these are actually true to come to fruition, be great. I do believe there is going to be one, though. Uh, yes. Tim, Jesse, what do you think on this? Yeah, I said it before. I'm just I'm tired of the Switch rumors. And <laughs> I, so I saw this and I'm like, oh, not already. Yeah. Welcome to January. Yeah. John Blanco's calling it out as a fake. Uh, yeah. Mikey Dreamer said also the rumors uh, that Tears of the Kingdom will have online support of some kind as well. And cloud saves. Yeah. Sorry, what was that, Jesse? Cloud saves. Yeah, cloud saves is probably what they mean. Like, like I heard someone's like, what if? What if sort of like in Death Stranding, things are left there for you from other players in your network and you build together? I was like, what world do you think Nintendo works in? Because that's not what they would do. That would be way too. Now you may argue, well, they Splatoon can't get a strikers game right. You think they could do yeah, that? They can't get a, yeah, exactly. Right. Like let's, you know, it's called cloud saving folks. That's what it's going to be there for. That's why they're recommending online is cloud saves. Right. And yeah, probably that's it. I don't know. What do you guys? Any yeah. Other I think the I think the, uh, the pictures would have been more believable if they didn't show the joy cons in the box. To me, that Nintendo is usually, usually, 99% of the time, very careful about this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So for someone to have pictures of the box could have been plausible, but the box and then the Joy-Cons out of the box, you know, showing it in the packaging and stuff, nothing else was kind of interesting and kind of, I had red flags on that. Like, okay, someone got custom Joy-Cons wrapped them up in an old package or whatever <laughs> to pictures. And, and the other, the other part of it, uh, as I would, and, and again, I'm not, I'm not into, I'm not building production. I'm not building these things. We're five months out from this game or four months out from this game. Sorry. Right. January. Yeah. Four months out, four months out from this game. Um, I mean, this could be, this could be a, a prototype model that they were showing to Nintendo like four months ago and said, Hey, this is kind of what we think the design could look like. Um, right. Cause they would have built like kind yeah. of a whole, the whole thing to demonstrate like, Hey, here are the five ones. Which one do you want to choose from? Right. Or what do you like? And they're building, they're building, you know, a demo boxes essentially. Right. Um, but the only uh, other possible thing is I could think of is like, if the factory was showing Nintendo in a zoom call, you know, here's what the packaging looks like. Here's what, it, you know, over the zoom call, here's what everything looks like. And somebody on there just pictures. Yeah. yeah. Maybe it's a possibility, but, and that's why they would have had leak leak that. But yeah, yeah it's it's hard to trust anything anymore these days. Uh, well, I, th- I think I think it becomes well. I think we've been burned so many times. Yeah, right? exactly. Um, and, and so I think that I think it does it does happen. That the other interesting interesting part of it, um, parting again, part of this rumor mill mill is could Tears of the Kingdom be the last major Switch game? This, of course, running off the rumors that Nintendo has scrapped the idea of the switch pro edition and they are actively now in production or are actively now in development of the, the next console in the, in their, their, their suite. Um, it, it is tears of kingdom. The last major it says digital game. foundry. So yeah. Yeah. So it says digital foundry, right? Um, 
listen, Tears of the Kingdom is going to be is going to be. I think they have another Mario game for sure, and that's a major game. And also, also, what do you de- define as majors and minors in this scenario? But- yeah, I was thinking about that. You know, we we we've been thinking since last year, or beginning of last year, that there's probably going to be a game to go with the movie, which we were expecting in 2022. Then it got delayed. Do they real? Then I'm like, are they really going to put out a Mario game and a Zelda game within six weeks of each other? I don't think so. So if there's a Mario game, where does it land? I think, I think if we, if we were to do a Mario game, if we look at 2022, we're in, we're in 2023 for the love of Pete. Um, I think you probably look at a, at a Mario game in October or November, right? Um, would probably be where I would think it would land. Um, Odyssey was an October game, late October when it came out in 2017. Um, mm-hmm. So I think you could land in that, in that area and probably be fine. I don't, I don't think they're, I don't think they're Mar- Mario is a, um, Mario is an identity and a brand and an IP that is well established enough that it doesn't need a like oh and there's a video game or there's a there's a video game based on the movie kind of tie in right like that's not how this works right so I think Mario Brothers the movie the game yeah oh my gosh this is amazing right there is speculation that the delay for the movie wasn't actually for the movie it was for the game. That'd be a pretty Ouch. bold move because the company's put meta. a lot of money into something like that beforehand, right? Like that's a pretty, pretty bolsterous move. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mike oh, Dreamer a says, Mikey Dreamer, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, he says, of course, that's not calling Pikmin Four a major game. It's Pikmin. It's not major game. It never yeah, has been. Not, not, not in their, not in their category. Yeah, I'm a fan of the franchise, but it, it, it ranks up there with Metroid in sales. It yeah. doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> not as much as we think it should. Yeah. And and this is, and this is sort of where, you know, we talked, I talked a couple moments ago about the, the rumor mill that is, that is uh, this year. Right. And, and the, the drought that is January and February. Here's what we, the, the things that we know to be true from Nintendo, right? We have fire emblem coming out this month. We have um, Pikmin four sometime this year. We have tears, of the kingdom. We have a hard date for that. That's early May. And then the other question mark we have is Advanced Wars, really, right? Because that could be that could be pretty much any time. Although Nintendo, because they have, you know, actually pressed cartridges, they need to have a proper release schedule and a release window and a distribution. Yeah, they can't shadow drop that one. Yeah, it's not a shadow drop because it's digital. They can't do that, right? That's so there is no. That is really all we know. Um, But again, also everyone's like, oh my gosh! By the way, surprise! Nintendo does this every year. Every yeah. Right. Like, like, don't be shocked. Like they have nothing up their calendar. They have no plan. Y'all run, run the tape back a year ago. We were saying the exact same thing. Run the t- year. B- 2019, same 2018. Every single year. As a matter of fact, I thought we could just rerun a, an old episode of Nintendo dads. And that was all we had to do this week. All right. Um, but here's what's going to happen. A direct is going to occur in February and they're going to show us their roadmap. They're going to show us more games, right? We're going to get some of these announcements and they're going to show us the next six months leading up to June because that's what they're going to do, right? You're probably going to get Donkey Kong game somewhere in there. You might find out something else about Pikmin 4. By the way, that's going to be released before the end of June, I'm sure. Um, so I, it's, don't worry. Y'all, you're going to be fine. All right? Just, just y'all, y'all, you're going to be fine. Just take a breath. Nintendo's not failing. They're not dying. They're not falling off the vine. 
There are games for you. This is how their strategy works. All right. P.S. They're not going to start promoting something else until they're done promoting the one that's right in front of them, which is their new Fire Emblem game. So y'all just got to wait. All right. Just be patient. Play those old games. You've got a back catalog. I know you do. Don't tell me you don't have things to do. All right. So just... Breathe and yep. take a breath. But if There's you're taking- $200 of Persona coming out in two weeks. Yeah, exactly. So you're all right. All right. Don't give me any of this. All right. And if you're like, no, I got all this money I need to spend, Justin, what am I going to do with it? Well, not only could you head over to patreon.com backslash Nintendo dads and spend it there, but you could also head over to any of the newly uh, brick and mortar stores or head over to Nintendo online because they are restocking the Link and Breath of the Wild or sorry, um, Legend of Zelda Amiibos as Breath of the Wild, Tears of the Kingdom gets ready. So if you're looking for some Zelda and Link Amiibos that maybe you missed out on from previous uh, runs, I'm going to guarantee you Amiibo is going to be used in the new Breath of the Wild game. I'm going to guarantee you they're going to have new Amiibos in the Breath of the Wild game. So if you're More looking bombs to stock falling up, from the sky. Exactly. If you're looking to stock up, now may be the time because brick and mortar stores, including online places, are also restocking. Maybe a horse falling from the sky falling from the sky love it are stocking up so check that out also hey uh one last thing before we kind of start to transition out here in a couple moments um jesse waldack how would you like to be semi-retired if i could afford it i'd love it yeah it'd be great well i think what we should do is we should ask sakurai how he feels about being semi-retired jesse tell me more about why sakurai feels like he is now semi-retired oh yeah one of his one of his videos he put out last week on his channel to talk a little bit about this. So he, he basically, he, the way he works is he's pretty much a company of one. He doesn't have any staff, but he, so he's contracted by Nintendo to lead teams, usually by working for other companies, say Namco Bandai, for example, Smash Brothers and prop, you know, I don't know, with Hal, with Kirby Games still, I don't know. But so, and, and he specifically said, I'm not taking any hirees, don't send me a resumes. So, when he's got a project, he's employed. When he doesn't have a project, he isn't. And right now, he doesn't have one. So, he's considering himself semi-retired because he's not working, other than his YouTube channel. And, uh, and he is... He hasn't fully closed the door on taking on future projects. We don't he we don't know if he ever will. We don't know, you know, or or if he won't. But right now he's not, and so he's calling himself semi retired. Hmm. Interesting. How old is he again? He look, he, every time I he's, see a video of me, he he's not like much he's older than me. He's like fifty four. He, he looks like he's twenty two years old. Like does. You know what I mean? Like that you just like he just like a like a like a porcelain doll. Do you know what I'm saying? Like he just <laughs> looks just precious, you know? Yeah. And his first game, Kirby, what was that? 91? 90? Yeah. yeah it doesn't That's age. over 32 years ago. 30. It doesn't age. He's like Paul Rudd. You know what I mean? And just gets better with time. Just gets better with time. Like a fine wine. Like a fine wine. Thank you. I was, I was like, <laughs> what is it going to be? Timothy Alf swoops in with a fine wine. And I love every moment of it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, what? Sure, can you blame the guy, right? Like he's like, I, like that's a, like he's an artist. He knows his talent. He knows what he has. Um, Wasn't he also, on an IV working so much doing the Smash Brothers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, like, and and like, in all fairness, like, let's like he can be done, right? Like, like not in a like I don't like your work, but like 
you earned your time off, right? Like you're, right. you're, you're good. Pal. He could be you're like good. a consultant. Like he's like already doing like with the yeah. YouTube stuff. He's like yeah. teaching, passing on, you know, which is really cool. Yeah. That's, that's I, I don't even develop games and I like watching them. I learned from, from his videos. So yeah. <laughs> guys like him, Kojima, right. These are kind of like video game auteurs, right? Like you can just learn so much from just their conversations. I know yeah. that Kojima's got a, uh, a podcast. I think it's only on Spotify. Brain something. I, I think so. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Okay. I was thinking Kirby Adventure came out in '92. Oh. That is wrong. Kirby Land came out in '92 on Game Boy. Kirby Adventure came out on NES in '93. So yeah, his first game was right. 21 years ago. Yeah, I can tell you this right now. It's errors like that that are not going to happen. 31, 31 <laughs> years ago. Okay. Keep errors up like that, and you're not becoming the eight-time employee of the year. I'm going to tell you that right now, and you're not getting another. I have a chance. I have a chance. You you know what? (laughs) Well, you've redeemed yourself, sir. You have redeemed yourself. All right. Uh, Let's round off a last couple pieces of news here as well. Hey, if you were like me, Sports Story dropped. You were excited to jump into it, and you started playing it. And lo and behold, that smile on your face slowly began to drain away from you into a (laughs) confused look and then a frown because Sports Story was riddled with some bugs that kind of made the game a little bit of a pain to play and a bit challenging. And I know our good friend John over at Dads After Dark did put up a 90-second review of the game as well. You can check that out on their YouTube channel or on Twitter as well. Well, the good folks over at Sidebar Games, who released out Sports Story, have announced that a a bug patch is coming out soon to fix various problems within the game. This includes, I think, Jesse, you're playing. You had a couple hard locks and a couple crashes, right? Yeah, and and of course, there's the case where a, a task gets removed before you complete it that soft locks your progress. So John and I, and he says he knows at least two other people that have fell in that same hole. We literally cannot progress. Yeah, on their their show, Dads After Dark Show, John said to Drew, don't play the game. Don't play the game right now. That's how bad it is. And it's it's so unfortunate, too, because I think that we were all like so hope and, and, and maybe after a couple of patches, the game will be in a good status. But it's so hard to to kind of come out of the door and stumble like that. Right. Yeah, and I think sure. after so much excitement from Golf Story, the hype, the excitement around this. Right. To, to Especially to with really, how polished Golf Story was. Yeah, I didn't remember. Really, I don't remember having problems with that. But, game. but I think the thing about Golf Story is that it was like nobody had the nobody had an expectation. Right. Nobody had like the oh, it has to be this has to be. like it right. was just like, oh, this is so we kind of like it was a game we never heard of a company we never really heard of. And they think about it like like Yacht Club and Shovel Knight, you know, the yeah. first game banger. And, and so and I, you expect the second game to be equally banger. And yeah. in the in the outcome case, yeah, it was. In this yeah. case, no, not so much. Yeah, and I and I don't know, you know, I, again, I, this is one of those great examples of a Jace, Jason Schreier read article later of book of like, like what happens when the weight of the game basically collapses under the pressure of of getting the game out. And I think we and we've seen this in the past, right? CD Projekt Red is a fantastic example of this. I would argue that the Pokemon company and their release of Pearl and Scarlet, is that Scarlet and Scarlet and Violet? 
Scarlet and Violet. <laughs> I know Pokemon stuff. Crossing uh, uh, <laughs> generations here. Yeah, in November was a great example of this as well, right? There's a deadline. I have to meet it regardless of the situation. I'm going to put it out. And by the way, we can put a patch out later. Um, I'll tell you actually just for me playing sports stories, I actually haven't experienced any of the issues that any of you experienced, which is sort of crazy. I never had any soft locks or, or crashes or uh, errors like that at all. I, I actually haven't had any. So it's so funny because... You know, I'm listening. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of reading your tweets. I'm, I'm seeing John's information, right? I'm seeing John's posts yeah. in our the, Discord. The early and game like, is pretty solid. It just starts to break down the deeper you go. So I don't know how far you got. Uh, I'm on chapter three now. Okay, yeah, we're in chapter eight. <laughs> well, I much like you know. I look at games like a fine wine. I sip them and consume <laughs> them slowly. <laughs> Waiting for bug fixes to come. There's that fine wine line again. (laughs) Mm -hmm, Right. Every time I say that, you get a drink. We do not condone drinking. All right. At least drinking and driving. Don't do that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, As I just finished off my uh, my amaretto and Coke. Uh, All right, folks, that is the end of the news. Is there any other items I missed here that we really wanted to cover? I think we got everything. I think so, man. It's it's like we're it's like we're. uh, you know, back at it. Well, let's jump into a quick ad break from our sponsor, Manscaped. Hey, folks, support us Nintendo's Dads is brought to you by Manscaped, our 2022 sponsors. And by the way, it's a new you, it's a new year, and you need to make sure you you have some new clean balls. Three, two, one, happy new year to you from your friends over at Manscaped. The ball has officially dropped, but that doesn't mean you have to drop the ball on your balls in 2023. Whether you had a New York kiss or not, the leaders in below the waist grooming have you covered for your much needed resolution to bring your sexy back in 2023. Join the over 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with our exclusive offer. Go over to manscaped.com and use our code NINDADS, N-I-N-D-A-D-S for 20% off and free shipping. Let us have a toast for a new year and a new you. And a new you... Well, with no pubes, I'm being honest. Again, big thanks to Manscaped for their continued support. And use that code NINDADS, N-I-N-D-A-D-S, for 20% off and free shipping. Folks, I'm excited to say that Manscaped has continued our sponsorship with us into 2023. And we're excited. We got a sneak peek of some incredible stuff coming. You're going to want to keep your eyes peeled on Manscaped because they have got some incredible products that we are excited. We think you are going to be exceptionally excited about as well. Uh, And of course, you know, as you think, think of starting off your new year and your new year resolutions, you want to feel good about yourself. Manscaped makes you feel good, right? They make sure that you feel trim. They make sure you feel hydrate or not hydrate. They're not a water bottle company. Uh, they make you feel, uh, you know, well taken care of and groomed, right? And uh, you deserve it. You deserve to be taken care of. So whether it's a lawnmower 4.0 or the weed whacker, the deodorant, the body wash, any of the incredible products they have, we highly, highly recommend using Manscaped. Again, we use the products every single day, and we think you would love them too. Again, head over to manscaped.com, use the code NINDADS, N-I-N-D-A-D-S, for 20% off and free shipping. All right, Tim, back to you. Discord community events we got going on. We've got all kinds of stuff going on. Um, stuff off the top of my head, I believe there's the um, fantasy critic thing coming up. We have that, the draft for that coming up. We have a draft for Marvel Cinematic Universe characters. 
uh, going on in our Discord group. But main events we got going on is the breakfast table and the dinner table. So the tables have been set for January 11th. That is the second Wednesday of every month that we do the breakfast table at 9 a.m. Eastern time. And then we do the dinner table every third Friday of the month. And this month is January 20th at 10 p.m. Eastern time. And this is where we just chit chat about everything going on in the uh, in the community, in the gaming community, games we've been playing, what we've been doing since the Christmas break in this case, maybe any news, Nintendo news that may come up um or even probably we'll probably be talking some about some of our predictions for 2023 as well so if you want to come join in uh, on that conversation you have to be able to get into our discord and in order to do that you have to join patreon or be a twitch subscriber and then you'll get access to our discord uh community and then you can join in on those calls so don't forget about those um one of the other things we've been doing is collecting the top 10 for this year. We've got those and we'll be talking about those where everybody's been sharing those counts or their top 10 games of 2022. So we'll be talking about that next. So let's discuss about that. I know I skipped what that, a, didn't I? Good, good. You know what? Hey, <laughs> folks, you know what? Yeah, I played the let's discuss music thinking we'd do that next. And then you jumped into it. Yeah, no, he did. You know, and I, I threw to him. I was like, that was like back to you, Tim. And Tim was like, Nope, it's not me. I'm not hosting. Justin is Uh hey, a <laughs> Twitch chat, YouTube chat. Can I get a round of applause for Tim? Can we get some, can we get some, some celebrations and applause in here for him? He just, he just, he just took that ball that I threw at him and he ran with it. And I just want to, I just want to, encourage you and support you with your amazing work because again you have no internet and you are flying by the seat of your pants and you're doing a great job <laughs> i love it i love it, i love it, i love it all right um hey could more folks have joined us in our chat here as well nin ninfrendo thank you so much for being here um quag 3311 thank you for being here um laugh i know you get out of here we know you Okay. Uh, yeah, thank you guys. Applause in the chat. I love that. Thank yeah. you, thank yeah. you. Nifrendo says Sakurai is working on NHL ninety four. Yes, yes. Good call out. I love that. Love that. That's call hilarious. All right, so we get to finally here. talk about game of the year. Game of the year. We are here. We now we have each brought our own top ten game of the year. Our community has provided their top ten game of the year, and Jess, you like pulled all that together. Marty, was we Marty's, have Marty's. We have Marty's. Is that in the bigger list or not? Yes, I already. I've already it's added his. I, I already added his list into the big list. Okay, mine's already in the big list, and I'll okay, add. So you're then you're then going to take ours as we go around it. Okay. Yeah, I'll do that in real time. Okay, so let so do we want to do this kind of like just a round the kind of like what's your number ten? Not you know all the way around. Yeah, that'll work. Okay, and then so, after we re talk about our top ten, I have questions to ask you guys for sure. awards that we'll give out. Our first set of awards. Yeah, I've got some. I've got some awards as well. So I'm going to grab my top ten list here. Yeah, I didn't have much time to think of awards, so hopefully okay. I'll think of something on the fly. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh. Well, okay. Yeah, uh, Jesse, do you want to start off with give us our give us your number ten for your game of the year for 2022? Sure. I. This is the the only game I didn't complete, uh, but I think it was I still had fun enough with it to give, call it my number ten. It's Live Alive. Okay. Yeah, I it it, it would have been higher if it wasn't for that Edo period section. <laughs> That's where I got hung up. 
Okay. <laughs> and, uh, and if I would have completed the game, that probably would have been higher up. So that's why it's 10 is because it's, you know, the only game I didn't finish. Nice. I love it. Okay. I just want to answer a quick question in the chat. Mecha Dragon asks, are we doing predictions this week? No, we're going to do predictions next week uh, where we will also uh, award our 2022 prediction champion is you championship belt. That is currently uh, at Mr. Timothy Off's house. I can see it in the background. I folks, that belt is moving. I know it's going to. So next year or next week is going to be our predictions and our results. So uh, that is going to be great. And Fredo asks how many Picross games came out this year. And I'm like, I don't know, but I did not include any Picross games in my top. All game. of them going forward are Picross. And I'm, a, I'm also going to announce that I'm just going to take a picture of the belt to send it to Justin because it's too expensive <laughs> to send to him. Do you so remember, do you remember we were in New get York? A, I did a remember picture. I said everyone hold the belt because we're doing the promo shots? There's the, yes. I was thinking ahead because I was like, ah, <laughs> uh-uh, we're not doing that. <laughs> I am not having to figure out that going across borders. Uh, All right, Tim, what was your number 10 for this year? So my number 10 is It Takes Two that came out on the Nintendo Switch that I bought when we were there in New York at the New York store. So I know this game came out last year, but it came out this year for the Switch. And it is the reason why it made my top 10 is because it's a fantastic game. Plus you have the more options not only can you play it you know together on the same console on when it's docked but you have the ability to use two different switches to play the game together which i thought was pretty unique and fantastic so it's number nice. 10 on my list okay excellent love it Could be do you want me to read you... marty's uh do we yeah do we want to maybe yeah sure let's let's read marty's okay let and then can we and then after like we we, we read them do you want to like just judge them on it like make fun of them <laughs> I do. You have Marty's list, or do I? I have yeah. Marty's list. Yes, okay. I I have it right here. I just want to make sure I'm reading the right one because he adjusted it. So okay, so um, I'm going to read his straight up ten list because he did have a couple games that were not on the Switch. Yep. Um. So, and he does have runner ups, but I'm just going to say his number ten is Splatoon three. Okay. All right. Cool. Um, sorry, are we're just doing we're we're just doing his just like we were. I just gave right? his number ten. Okay, yeah, that's his it. number Excellent. ten. Okay. If we have runner ups, we'll talk about those later. Yeah. Okay. Uh, perfect. So Splatoon three. Interestingly enough, my number ten is also Splatoon three. Uh, I had a great time playing it. Um, I enjoyed the matches, but I really just kind of felt it was a lot of the same of Splatoon two. And my argument before of like it kind of feels like it could have just been a major update patch. And what would have been good enough. I enjoyed what I played of it. I enjoyed the single player campaign, but ultimately it just kind of felt a lot of the same. It felt like a lot of the same I've seen before and didn't really feel like it really actually kind of revolutionized or moved the IP or the, the, um, the game forward in any new challenging ways. Sure. I like a battle pass, but it really kind of wasn't a sort of a battle pass. It was, it wasn't traditional in the way we would have thought. So um, good, but just number 10 for me. Interesting. Yeah. Jesse, what's your number nine? I said uh, Portal Companion Collection. So nice. When this was announced, I was worried that I would be able to play it well with the controller because I remember trying to play the original Portal on a PS3 and I fumbled it, or, or Portal 2 on a PS3. And uh, I had problems with the, with the controls and preferred the keyboard and mouse. Uh, but I was able to play through both games with the Pro Controller just fine. So 
either I, I forgot about I figured that. it out or the game or they fixed whatever the issue was. <laughs> nice. Love it. Nice. Tim. I forgot about nine. that one. Uh, oh, and, number nine. Well, I wanted to backtrack one minute. Um, so yeah, I, I'm I'm currently planning on building a new machine soon. I have most of the parts already. The new machine will have a, an RTX graphics card, which will should let me play the updated version of Portal called Portal RTX. So once that's up and running, I plan on doing a stream of of that game in 4K. I'll try to do a 4K stream and see just how well or how Look bad that. this crashes. Justin, we're me. moving up in the world. We're going to stream a 4K, 4K game. Okay. What is going on? <laughs> Tim, uh, Tim, the chat is asking, your camera keeps turning off. Every, is that is that just because of the functionality of your phone right now? Oh, it's, yeah, it's probably because I'm switching over to my list. Okay. Got it. Got yeah, whenever you're tapping um, over, you, you lose your camera. I can change that by going here. Haha, I've added a third panel on my split phone here, my full. Wow. So now I can see it here without it impacting the camera here. Nice. <laughs> Tim, what do you got for us? All right. So my number nine is Kirby and the Forgotten Land mm-hmm. because that was a fantastic game. Right on. Okay. What does uh, Marty have down for his number nine? Uh, Jesse, do you have it handy, the list? Well, I had Splatoon 3 as his 9, because I think his number 9 was... Uh, oh, oh, that's right. I have his, his record. Okay, yeah, I got it here. So, the camera's yeah, off for the moment, but Marvel Snap is his number he 9. He had Marvel Snap in there, which, since uh, it isn't okay. a Nintendo game, I don't have in yep. this list. So, okay. that's why I adjusted his some of his numbers. Okay. But other than that, Marvel I think Snap I have everything is else a pretty, in order. It is a pretty sweet game, yeah, but it is not good. on my ten, top 10. Correct, yeah. Number nine for me is Live Alive. Um, I was looking for a good JRPG to be playing in July, and Live Alive happened to fall into my lap. You know I'm not a big JRPG fan, but this game grabbed me and hooked me. I haven't fully completed it, but I love the moments I played with it. Uh, I love the idea of these different stories, it coming together, and it really grabbed me in these kind of bite-sized um ways and, and chunks and kind of vignettes uh, and it was a lot of fun and so live alive was my number nine nice jesse back to you for your number eight my number eight is voice of cards the beasts of burden oh okay this is the the third voice of cards game i remember i think the second that came out in 22 uh the first one the, the second game came out really early uh but i didn't beat that one so i so something so for some reason that I, I got stuck or i fell off it so i didn't include that one but i did like beast of burden and it kind of kind of ended on a cliffhanger like it, it could be more to the story that might be the next game i don't know Okay. But I, I, I'm liking the franchise. It's a you know, small, relatively bite-sized RPG. So if you like RPGs that aren't 50 or more hours, check these out. Okay. I like it. Tim, what do you got for us? Uh, I have uh, number eight is Tunic for the Switch. Okay. Tell us why. So, I really enjoyed how this game utilized the game manual. And without giving too much away, um, that to me was a very innovative use of an old school uh, 
old school thing that we all grew up on with games in the 80s and 90s to, you know, to make it digital, but also implement it as part of the game. So I thought it was I didn't think about it now until now, but if this game was a Wii U capable, then you could have the manual just on the gamepad. Right. (laughs) That or even the DS, you know, or the DS line system. So, yeah, yeah, the second screen would, would have been really cool and who knows maybe that's where they got the idea from but they just couldn't be. get the game out until this time so yeah. but i enjoyed that part of it for sure and that's that's why it made the list for me nice what's marty's number eight marty's number eight and that's what i was trying to get going here it was power wash simulator was that on switch or no i don't remember it's on its way it's, oh, it's yeah, not power on wash simulator is okay. number eight i don't believe it was on the switch yet yeah, no, I it has been look. announced though. It has been I thought announced. it was announced. That's why I didn't look, and I presumed it yeah. did release. But yeah, so yeah, right yeah, on. that's that's what happened. <laughs> okay, uh, number eight for me: Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. This nice. game, uh, man, I was smiling the entire time playing it. I felt the nostalgia of when I played Turtles in Time or Turtles the Arcade Game. Uh, I love the plor- four-player, like the the multiplayer functionalities in it. Um, the callback to all the the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle moments. It was such a, the, the, the problem with this game is it came out before the Cowabunga collection. That really should have came out first. And then that this game should have came out afterwards. Um, but man, it was absolutely fantastic. I loved every moment of the Shredder's Revenge. Um, it was fantastic. I just loved it. Beautiful. Jesse, what do you got for number seven? Okay. My seven. So this is a game I honestly don't remember much of, but it was at the time I liked it enough to add it to my list. So tiny can. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Got yes. it. Okay. It's very, is a pick tiny can is a Pikmin S game. Is it not? I think it was a Pikmin clone. Yeah. Or Pikmin like, uh, there was a few of those. There was one that I, there was another one that I tried to play and wild. It didn't get, yeah, that, that one I did like, but that was a previous year. There was another one this year, but I didn't get far into that one. I got okay. hung up really quick. Got it. But yeah, Tiny yeah I, I liked it enough for me to add it to the list immediately. <laughs> nice. Timothy Alf. All right. So number seven is Splatoon 3 for me. Uh, and what I, I've actually played this more than I have any other Splatoon games. Uh I don't know why, but just for some reason, everything just clicked better with me playing this number three on the Switch. Uh, and also the uh, turf card battle, the Turf Wars battle card yep. game uh, really got me hooked, too. I had a lot of fun with that. I was showing you guys that at the Extra Life, playing that at some point. Um, and I wish I wish they would make that a, a mobile game, even if it was part of the, the Nintendo app. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that would be cool if you could play that and then anything you do there would carry back to the game. I thought that yeah. would be cool. But um, yeah, uh, three is really cool. And I actually I've only played the single player campaign a little bit. It's mainly been the multiplayer. I'm not a multiplayer gamer uh, I don't call myself one at all because I, I suck at them usually. And I am not very good at Splatoon 3, but the game makes you feel like you are awesome. Yeah, there's other people that are way better than you, but I have a lot of fun with it. I can hold my own, I feel, in there. And uh, it's fun. So it's, it's number seven on my list. 
Nice. What's number seven on Marty's list? Marty's list is elect elect head. So okay. that was that indie game that had the it almost gave me the Mega Man feels, and yeah. I think it did for Marty as well. But um, in fact, his experience with it and his high praise of it. I immediately went and bought it too. So I never got to play it, but I bought it. <laughs> nice. All right. Cool. Uh, my number, what is this? Seven? Yeah. Yep. My seven. number yep. seven is the Mario Kart 8 DLC tracks. Every time the DLC tracks would come out in our household, we would absolutely be playing it that night. I'd kind of even say, hey guys, new DLC tracks. We'll wait for everyone to get home. And we'd always kind of have a Friday night um, gaming session. And it was always fantastic. And um, yeah, it's great. And they're bringing back old levels. I remember from playing when I was, you know, had a Wii and, and, and just, it was just wonderful. So I love it. I am excited for all the other packs as well. That's awesome. My number six is RPG time. The legend of right. Oh. Yeah. Another relatively short RPG that you know, was, a like a pencil drawn sketchbook art style that, uh, went, beyond just the sketchbook it went into 3d space and so it was a good story yes yeah i remember yeah both all of you spoke really highly of that in fact that is marty's number six as well if i remember correctly on the list yeah that's his number six as well very cool tim what about you my number my number six is the pinball wizard the game that i got to check out um and play and beat (laughs) because I had so much fun with it. Uh, basically, you're just a wizard going up towers. You're a pinball wizard. Uh, but you're just a, a wizard shaped like a ball, and you get flippers uh, that knock you in this circular-type tower floor that you have to get through and destroy monsters and find the key to get to the next level. And it seems simple and it can be simple, but there's a lot of extra things you can do for each floor that you can collect and, and before you move on. And you can also try to get high scores, uh, leaderboards and all that kind of stuff. And I, I really enjoyed my time with that game enough to where it made it on the list. In fact, number six, pin, that, the that, pinball wizard. That was a game I tried playing on the plane and that just wasn't a comfortable environment for me. And, never got around to going back to it so that's something i needed to go back to that sometime nice that's very cool uh my number six is nobody saves the world um nobody saves the world for me actually kind of held like a really weird moment in time for me because that was the same time that i had COVID. so i was isolated in my office which is where my gaming rig is so i spent and uh, we got like an early copy of it and i spent a lot of time playing nobody saves the world uh and i love the kind of goofy world that Drinkbox studios had created uh you know the fact that you could be a horse shooting three arrows you know and like flying across the screen was absolutely ridiculous, but I just love the, <laughs> the different characters you could switch into with the different buffs, and the different skills. Um, and it was a lot of fun and uh, it was a really great time. So nobody saves the world is my number six. That's awesome. My number five is Pokemon Scarlet would have been higher if it wasn't for the bugs and glitches, but I, uh, you know, unlike the sports story one that we talked about earlier, these glitches weren't, detrimental they were annoying and amusing depending on from case to case but it 
didn't completely destroy the experience for me. I did roll credits like 50 hours. I didn't do much any of the post game yet, so that's something I might do later. But at that point, I needed to play other games. So, uh, but you know, still, uh, I liked it enough to get into the into the top five. Perfect. Nice. Marty's is uh, Rogue Legacy Two, and so oh. I imagine he's had a you know ball with that because of being a rogue liked game. So, <laughs> and it's the second one. So, but he did a video of that, didn't he? The Rogue Leg- Legacy Two. I think so. I don't know. You'd have to subscribe to Nintendo Dads at YouTube.com, <laughs> and you could find all of our videos that we create. I'm sure that I'm sure that he did. He did. Yeah, I'm sure he did that actually. Yeah, I'm and usually, I, I'm I usually he's talked about it too. So. He's yeah. talked about it here on our show. So uh, definitely one to check out. And I know, uh, I believe Drew and John on the Dad's After Dark show enjoyed that game a lot too. So something for everybody to check out there. For me, my number five is Four Tales. Uh, I talked about this game a lot uh, earlier this year um, or the second half of the year. At some point of the year, <laughs> I talked about it because I played it a lot. Uh, it is a card-based story adventure game Uh where you're kind of doing this card battles to go down paths and it's telling a story that's quite unique then which is why i liked it so uh because it's not just the card battles it's not just the story but it's a unique story where you have to do your choose your own ending type uh way through the story and then when you when you die you start the story over again and can replay it from what you've learned from going and go back through it. So I enjoyed my time and the way the story was built and just the craziness of it and how the cards played as well. The mechanics of it. Uh, it's, I thought it was put together well, how they use the cards with the, the strength and the, uh, um, your power and your defense, essentially, uh, how you can use those things, as well as you can gain um, um, kind of like your good guy, bad guy type uh, path you can go in the game as well. And depending on how you pick those things will depend on how, you, how your story goes as well. So it's quite involved, and I was impressed with it my first couple times going through it. So, And it seems like I could go through it again, but I just haven't yet. So. Four Tales is my number five. Nice. All right. My number five is Cult of the Lamb. Um, and uh, I had a great time with this game. It was it was Animal Crossing meets Zombie Apocalypse meets a religious cult. And um, it was and had roguelike elements and procedurally generated dungeons and crazy bullet time uh action sequences and some of the enemies you fought uh and it was a ton of fun uh you know it was, it was a lot of fun even despite some of the bugs and challenges that i that it had and, and i did have to kind of sometimes wait uh the bugs did frustrate me a little bit kind of like sports story was some of the you know we've talked about before um but uh had to wait a little bit for the patches to come out but i really really enjoyed every time i played with it it had that one more run effect it had that i can do a little bit more and you could spend an entire entire time just working on your your cult and and cultivating that and and getting things built and and taking care of those people as you would or you could actually spend it doing you know dungeon runs and looting and so in some ways it reminded me a little bit of like moonlighter 
um, from a couple of years ago. Um, there was just a lot of elements I really liked about it. I, we talked about it when the, when it came out that, you know, there was some, you know, the content kind of doesn't make me feel happy uh, about it and how it's, per, per, you know, prescribing or, or how it's approached towards religion is. Um, but fundamentally what is there, I, I had a good time with. So that is why Call of the Lamb is my number five. I'm also excited that they have announced they have more content coming out for it in 2023 as well. Yeah, I think that's high up on my wife's list too. If she were yeah. to have a, a top 10, she's played nice. that a lot. Yeah. Jesse, number my four. number four was Beacon Pines. It was a, oh. uh, it was uh, like a, just a, like a story game with uh, anthropomorphic animals as the characters, where they kind of had branching paths, kind of like like the world ends with you. If you remember that one. Um, no, not, is that the game I'm thinking of? Yeah. Um, so where throughout the game you learn these words, and then you that you can use in to fill in blanks to choose your path. And early on, oh, you only you mean World's End Club. World's End Club. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, I knew it was World Something. Uh, <laughs> we both did that before. Yeah, night. yeah. So like early on, you'll only know one word, so you're stuck with a path. But later on, you can backtrack to that path with a different word to get a different part of the story. And you're kind of flip flopping back and forth between two significant story arcs to eventually finish the story. And I kind of like that type of thing. Very cool. Tim, what do you got from for me? My uh, number four is RPG Time: The Legend of Right. That made it up to number four on my list. I absolutely love that game. It's so endearing uh, and just, just, just a, such a lovely game. <laughs> it's like the best word I could was lovely. It's just because of the, you know, it brings you back to being a kid. When I was a kid in middle school, my friends and I used to make games in notebooks and paper and graph paper and stuff. So that's what it gave me the feels for there. But it was so well done just to how, it was drawn out in these notebooks, but plays out on the desk and uses classroom materials and uh, all that to to build this RPG environment. Uh, just a fantastic game. In fact, I when I found out I could buy a physical version of the game from Play Asia, I did. I bought a version of it, and I have that on physical as well because it's only digital here in the U.S. So, uh, and I'm surprised no other you know, like limited run type places have tried to do uh, a physical version of it yet, but they do have one out in play Asia and that's where I bought it. Nice. That's why it made its number four on my list. Now Marty's number as... four is, was, was there more or were you going to Marty's? Nope. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. Is a uh, teenage mutant into turtles, the Kawabunga collection. Interesting. Okay. Nice. Perfect. All right, my number four, I'm going to tell you this, interestingly enough, we kind of a little bit of a tease, get you hooked for the next one. My number four was my number three for a fair amount of my planning and recently has moved to my number four. So this was a three, now moved to a four. (laughs) And that is Mario and Rabbids Sparks of Hope. Wow, um, something bumped that down. I I had an absolutely I've had an absolutely fantastic time with this game. I loved Kingdom Battle when it came out and the team over at Ubisoft took that formula, they evolved it in a positive way, made a new experience, 
um, made a great game, made it highly enjoyable. Um, and every time I played it or every time I've played it, I just have a smile on my face and have a great time doing it. And I look forward to it. Uh, it's a game that I've loved playing on my flights and just kind of getting lost in. Um, yeah. Mario and Rabbids sparks the hope. I'm so also excited that I've packed up the gold edition, by the way. And so I get the season pass and that kind of stuff, by the way, if you haven't, it's on sale right now on the Nintendo switch eShop for like 22% off the gold edition. So it's essentially the gold edition for free. And they're great games to play with the kids as well. So I'd highly, highly recommend it. Cool. My number you three. Great, you all got great picks so far. They're, apparently they're only going to get better if we have the top three yes. left. <laughs> My number three was Dragon Quest Treasures. So it, uh, Wow, yeah, that was it, your number three? Yeah. Can't wait to see what two and one yeah. are. Well, you know, it, because it wasn't a... Like the traditional, you know, I say it as a negative. Drew says this as a positive, but it's not your turn-based traditional RPG. This one's more of like an action, say like like a Diablo type of play. You know, you're running around doing slashing uh, with uh, with other monsters that you recruit, and collecting treasures, and well, you know, going through the story. And you know, I think. What are they? I think I had like 30 hours in it when I rolled credits. There is some post, uh, post-game post stuff as well. Again, kind of like Pokemon. I'm probably not going to get to it, but it's there if I wanted it. So, my number three. Very cool. Nice. Tim, what's your number three? My number three is Pokemon Legends Arceus, or Arceus, however you want to pronounce it. That's my number three. When that came out, I was hesitant on getting it because it's a Pokemon game, but I was very intrigued by the uh, the scene, the scenery how that they had in the game, the setup, um, and the gameplay was different too. And I was not disappointed. I really enjoyed the game. If there's another Legends game that comes out, I'm going to be buying that for sure. Uh, so I, I'm looking forward to it, and I hope they do come out with something like that. I just I loved every moment of it. I did not play all the way through like, say, Jesse did by collecting all of the Pokemon to fight Arceus. Um, I, I finished when I got to the end of the story part uh, and after rolling credits. There was a little more. And oh, then, yeah. That, that ending, so, especially if you know how Gen 4 ends, the ending of this game is glorious. Yes. My, so my son, when he pl- got to that point, just went, oh, my God. <laughs> so I, I did go and watch the ending after you go collect the rest of the Pokemon that you need to finish your Pokedex and then fight Ar- Arceus. Um, so I did go watch it, and so I got to see it that way. Uh, but... I, I enjoyed what I played and beat and got my fulfillment out of the story. So, and that's why it's number three. What is Marty's number three? Marty's number three is Kirby and the Forgotten Land. Okay. Fantastic. All right. That's the second showing of Kirby on this list so far. All right. My number three, the game that ended up pulling with a fisherman's hook 
Uh, from the number (laughs) Mario and rabbits from the number three position to the number four position, the game that has been running through my head ever since (laughs) I started playing it, ladies and gentlemen, inscription is my number three. Nice. I was like, no guys, I'm going to play a lot of other games this holiday. You want to guess the game I kept playing inscription. It is the first game, folks, that I have ever got in trouble in our main Nintendo Dad's chat for spoiling a game to somebody else. (laughs) And Marty gave me a finger wag, which said, dude, come on. And I was trying to figure out how to use the spoiler tags in our Discord because I was doing it wrong and I spoiled some of it. Inscription, a game that I did not think I was. I was like, nah, this looks dumb, blah, blah, blah. Um. It is a sign for me that a game is on my top list when it sounds weird when I download it on my switch light, because my primary switch is in my office right here where I do a lot of my gaming and my switch light is beside my bed. And if I've downloaded it there, it means it's bite-sized enough and interestingly enough that I just want to like also play it in bed. Maybe before I fall asleep, oh, despite one the fact more, that I know one more turn, one games. more turn. Right. But despite the fact that I know the switch is portable and I could take it upstairs and do the exact same thing. But it's right there. Um, <laughs> yeah. Inscription. Gah, I can't do it. Say anything else more than that. But yeah, inscription is my <laughs> number three game. And I hate both of you for for getting me just completely hooked in that game. You're welcome. My number two is equally not going to talk much about it because this is also inscription. (laughs) Fair enough. Number two for you, Tim. My number two is the only non Nintendo game on my list. And I didn't want to remove it because I wanted it. So it'd be, it'd be my number one game, a non Nintendo game. And it's stray for the PlayStation five. I enjoyed that game so much that I 100%ed it very quickly. I got, I made sure and got all the trophies I could get out of it. I got, uh, I believe there's platinum on it. Whatever you can get out of it, I got out of it. So, (laughs) and I, it was so, you just, initially, I wanted to play it because I wanted to see how you play as a cat in a game. So you play as a cat, but it's really interesting because you're a cat with a robot on your back and there's a story behind why there's a robot on your back, a little uh, drone actually, that does a lot of the things obviously a cat most likely can't do. So there's a lot of, you know, interaction between those two, the cat and the drone. You can not only do gameplay stuff where you're figuring out puzzles and trying to figure out what's going on in this world of robots. Uh, but you are also, you can be just a cat and find cozy little places to lay down and purr and, and go to sleep. And there's even a trophy for that. If you sleep for like 60 minutes, I think it is, you get a trophy if you let the cat sleep there for long enough. But I just, uh, another endearing game that I loved very much on the PlayStation 5. Um, and yes, it, it beat out anything like uh, God of War Ragnarok, but that's because I didn't play that game yet. <laughs> so Stray go. is my number two uh, non-Nintendo, number one non-Nintendo game, but number two on the top 10 list. Okay. And what did, uh, what did Mr. Marty Estes have? 
Uh, let's see. He had number two was Mario and Rabbit Spark of Hope. Okay. Oh, I was talking on mute. So. Oh, got it. Okay. Sorry, Jesse. <laughs> yeah. So uh, here I thought you here I thought you froze up and couldn't hear me. So I said the way I'll hand the way I'll handle that for Tim is on uh, my list is he just doesn't have a number two game. Mm. So everything else is still one and three through ten. And sure. Okay. Yeah. All right. And then so Ma- you okay and you said Nine Marty's game. Yeah. Sparks of hope. My number two game has the number two in the end of it. And it has been the game which has taken the killer shot and removed Apex Legends from my console. It is, of course, Overwatch 2. And yes, you might argue, Justin, Overwatch 2 is just Overwatch 1 with a couple new maps and a couple new characters. I don't care. They also (laughs) added a battle pass, which for me is like catnip. Um, And I am all in on that. And uh, I have put just like so many hours into that was why i said the catnip thing because it's straight it's a <laughs> come on now um i have put so many hours into overwatch um as a matter of fact or overwatch too as a matter of fact it's also starting to push my Fortnite um scratch and itch off as well uh so overwatch 2 has quickly become my number two game of the year and i have enjoyed every moment of it um i am teaming up with my friend jeff and we're playing online together as well and having an absolutely fantastic time uh and i love every moment of it i'm excited to see what overwatch 2 has coming up in 2023 they've got some pve they've got some new content they've got some new maps new modes new characters um i think this is the kick in the ass that uh that activision needed for overwatch and has really moved it into uh, the generation of battle passes and the game live games as a service. They've done a fantastic job. Uh, excited to see them continue that energy and see where it continues to go as well. Uh, Mecca says, can I play Overwatch 2 with you, Justin? Yeah, of course you can. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Just, I think as long as we're, we're friends online, we can do that. So yeah, hundred percent. Jesse Waldak, what is your number one game of 2022? Do you, do, any, game do, you want, the year. do you want to do any honorable mentions first or anything else that was not on your list? Or do you want to go straight to number one? What do you want to do? Here? I don't have any honorable mentions. Okay. But, uh, 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 Marty does. Let okay. me read Marty. off Marty's real quick. He's got a, he's got a few there. Um, he's got far changing tides, Lego star Wars, the Skywalks, Skywalker saga inscription and shovel Knight dig were his runner ups. Okay. Um, my honorable mentions include Xenoblade Chronicles 3, uh, Sports Story, believe it or not, folks, is on my list because I haven't got that far enough that I'm angry at it. Um, Bug Snacks and Young Souls uh, is part of my honorable mentions. For me, I had uh, Three Hopes, and it's only because I didn't beat it. I didn't play far enough into it to consider it on my list. Uh, Lego Brick Tales as well looks looks fantastic plays great again i didn't play far enough into it to add it to my list and a couple that i uh, played a lot of and one i didn't e- that i did even beat but didn't come out this year is Gorogoa, which is a puzzle game uh artistic type puzzle game it's really it's spelled g-o-r-o-g-o-a in case anybody's looking for it and wants to check it out in the eShop. But not released um, not released in twenty two. Did it p- release in twenty twenty two? 
No, it was like 2018. Oh, yeah. So that's what I was saying. That didn't really. These, yeah, these yeah, two. Not, that was one I beat, but I beat it okay. this year. Okay. And then Yoku's Island Express did not release this year, but I played it, almost beat it. And I really enjoyed that one, but that came out a long time ago, too. So <laughs> uh, those are my honorable mentions. Okay. So my right. number one is Pokemon Legends Arceus. Yeah, just oh, you know, nice. Just, yeah, because you know, at the time when this was fresh in my mind, I called it my favorite Pokemon game of all time. And mm-hmm. after Scarlet, yeah, that still holds true. Uh, I, I, I did finish the decks to get the Arceus, and that was an event. And uh, like <laughs> I put like a hundred hours in, in, in okay. into yeah, that it's... game. Very nice. Yeah, that... I, I agree with all of that. It's, I think it was also my favorite, most favorite Pokemon game of all time. Okay. Tim, my number, number one. My number one is Inscription because it's a game I truly want to play again. And I don't usually go back to games once I beat them. So I'm just waiting for my my physical version to get here for the Switch to play it again. Once I have it, I'm sure I'll play it again. Uh, but inscription, same reasons why you mentioned it for you, Justin. It was in my mind. Couldn't stop thinking about it. I kept wanting to play it every time I was done with work. I would hop on it and I would take screenshots and send it to Jesse and be like, "Look, here's where I'm at." <laughs> so, and then we just and then I'm like, it. just wait until he gets this far. Yeah. <laughs> so, but it was so much fun and just the things to discover in there were a lot of fun. And um, unexpected surprises, things you could discover on your own. And again, the things that you can discover with talking to people like you did back in the day. Like a lot of the things I found, I would share with Jesse because he had gotten past that point and he'd, he would share, he'd, you know, just Jesse, you would just laugh or whatever. And be like, yeah. And then tell me something that you found or didn't find or whatever. Um. And then it, it, it's so funny you say that because it is such a game that has that feel to it, right? That like that, yeah. the 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 playground yard, like oh this and that. And it's funny, um, you know, when we did our when we did our kind of my chat of it a couple weeks ago, right? This is such a great example. I was like, I said to Jesse, uh, Jesse's like, I'll just say one thing, Wolf, and I was like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know what he's like. Hey, I got it. Know where you are then. Or, or, or it was like, you needed one word. Right. And then I said something else. I said to you, another word. I, I messaged you. I don't want to do, you don't want to, I don't want to spoiler it here. Right. But I messaged you and you were like, believe it or not, that tells me so much more about where you are. Like one <laughs> yeah. word of like, of these moments. And it's just like, ah, it just racks you. Right. So, yes. yeah. And, and yeah. it's like so many little secrets that most people will never know about unless they're told yeah. or just randomly stumbles across it, which it, it, is. Yeah. It feels like you're part of a secret conversation, a club. Right. Do you know what I yes. mean? Like, and it's, and the, yes. the thing, the thing that I really, the thing that I do genuinely love about it is it is, it, it, you know, Jesse, you've gone through it, you've completed it. Tim, you have. But like when I, when I talk to the two of you talking about like Doki Doki Literature Club, it was that the same kind of like inside baseball secret yeah. code message, like tap on the nose thing. And I was like, oh, I yes. want to be a part of that because that sounds like a great conversation. And so to kind of now be a part of it and knowing that I'm like so many steps more further behind, but I'm like, this just happened. Oh, my God. But I can't <laughs> like 
and I did this right. And it's, and it's right. great to kind of be part of that and, and just join that conversation. It's Which is like why I want to play it again too, because yeah, yeah the knife. The knife. That's why I want to play it again. Cause Jesse, you played it a few times, right? Cause you played it yeah, on I, PC. I, I, I've played it through it four times so far. Yeah. Four yeah. times. So I need to play it again. Cause I want to remember more of this stuff. Cause it's probably going to play it again on, yeah. <laughs> on PC. I again. actually went and read through all the, went back to last year around this time with the discussion I had with Jesse to look at all the screenshots and all my, our conversation just to help remind me of some of the stuff we talked about. Yeah. And my, well, and it was funny too, because that's why I brought it up in your conversation, Justin, when you said something, I said pretty much the same exact thing to Jesse. And I, that's yeah. why I took a almost picture of it. Word it was for like, word. It was yeah. almost word for word. It's like, oh my gosh, you know, it's hilarious. Well, it's a it's a game that makes you feel super smart and then feel super dumb also in the same thirty seconds, <laughs> right? Like I, mm-hmm. I yeah, I, I'll, I'll yes. so, so here's a little so here's a little interesting statistic. All four of us had inscription on our list. Mm-hmm. I have received twenty one other lists from listeners. Inscription was only mentioned once. Interesting. So we are definitely oh. bumping up that game in the rankings with our, okay. our input. All right. All right. Uh, all right. Well, Tim, what does Marty have as his number one? His number one is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. And okay. the reason why that is, is his number one is because retro beat-em-ups at their best, and it was the game I had the absolute most fun with in 2022. Okay. Right on, right on. I like it. Okay. Thank you, Marty, for that. Tim, thanks for reading this stuff as well. Sure. Ladies and gentlemen, my number one game of 2022, Tunic, is my number one game. Okay. Uh, I absolutely loved and adored every moment with Tunic. The funny story about Tunic was that we had got a Xbox code for it um prior to it releasing i didn't have an xbox and so i ended up playing it like through i don't remember how i ended up playing it through game like i think i played it on like streaming the street yeah streaming it on like some like my 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 beat up um laptop and it was not doing great or whatever it was but i played it and i was like oh my gosh this game is amazing and i i remember even saying i think i said to you guys tunic might be the game that's making me buy an xbox um yes. and and so when it was announced for the switch finally and i kept saying it was like tunic's coming tunic's coming tunic's coming and it finally announced yes i was all in and absolutely loved every moment of it to your point earlier tim the the creation of the instruction booklet and also everything you need is there yes <laughs> like everything you need is there despite not being able to read that language and that yeah. nostalgia of feeling that thing, right. Of like, yes. you expect like all of these, like, I remember writing in a notebook like that. And then the, the like offset of it looking like Zelda, right. To the, mm-hmm. to the point of I've got a sword, I've got a shield, I've got bombs, like all of these Zelda legend of Zelda trappings that we have become known to, to the fact that the actual, title is tunic which is what link wears a tunic right like all of these <laughs> right. like little tips to the hat right and even some of the animal the, the animal design or, or enemy designs but yet in reality it's actually like a dark souls game 
right? Bundled up in, into this like really hard. And yeah. you can go into an area and be like, I don't know where I'm supposed to go. And oh my gosh, I'm so lost. And you're like, it's just around that corner, but you don't see that corner because <laughs> it's right there. Like the design of it, like tricks you into all these things. The other thing I really, really enjoy about it um, is the accessibility features, right? So yes, this is yes. something that like, if, if this game is too hard for you, and this game can be relentless, like this can yes. be a tough game. Um, you can turn off, like you're like invincibility, all, all things like and you can. So, so some of these end bosses where you could just get frustrated and get angry. So it allows for the accessibility of, of the player to be wherever they want to be, which I think yeah. is, is fantastic. It reminds me a lot of Celeste in that way. Right. Celeste yeah. was very much like, we have all the options. Like if you just want to be invincible and fly and basically just go story, we can do that. Right. And tunic allows you to do that. The port over to the switch wasn't as great as, I mean, it was a good, still a good port, but it was still like, uh, the, the graphics are a little bit janky here and there, but just the game, I loved every single moment of it. Um, so for me, that was my 2022 game. Like it was, uh, and I knew that pretty early on when I was playing, I was like, yeah, this is my game of the year for sure. <laughs> this scratches every one of my itches for my right. gaming. Yeah. Very cool. I like that. So Jesse, you have all of our information. I do. Do you need a couple of moments to tally to get things completed or, or should we, should we do like our other awards first? Uh, what do you want to do? Uh, I do not. I am ready. Okay, so Jesse, give us a rundown of what our community, okay. the Nintendo Dance community, has given as the number, uh, as the top 10 games of 2022 yeah. as voted by our community. Right. So before I start with number 10, I wanted to mention, I did not mention, you know, see, the one, when you started roll, rattling off honorable mentions, if it was a game I already had on my list, I, I counted it as like a number 11, but if it was a game that wasn't on the list, I didn't have time to note that. So that was like four or five other games that would have been only scoring an 11. So we would have gotten the bottom rank. So not including those 71 games were mentioned, Wow, which is kind of impressive. Nice. Of which 37 games were mentioned only once. <laughs> Alrighty then. Uh, and like, like I think there was three games I had to add just with you with your two inputs. Sure. Like Overwatch Two, no one said, and you know things like that. Y'all, y'all are killing me here. Oh right. man, what the heck's wrong with you guys? No. <laughs> All right. So number ten, after adding everything in and adding our scores, is Inscription. Wow, oh, made it top ten. Which was actually ninth place until Justin added Tunic as his number one game. Okay. So put Tunic in the ninth place. Ah okay. Okay, all right. All right. Interesting. That's respectable. Right. That's respectable. Yeah. Number, eight, number eight, Pokemon Pokemon Scarlet slash Pokemon Violet. I treated that as one game. Okay. okay. All right. Number seven is Live six. Alive. Seven. Live Alive, okay. Number six is Pokemon Legends Arceus. Mm-hmm. Number five is Mario plus Rabbids Sparks of Hope. Okay. And those are all games that were still mentioned less than 10 times out of 25. Okay, okay so here we go. So, I'm, I'm interested now. What do, so, so, okay, hold on. So we have top, we have top five left? Four. Is that top top four? four left. Yep. Okay. Tim, what do you think is going to be in this list? I think Kirby's going to be in there. Yes. I think Splatoon 3 is going to be in there. I didn't hear Arceus. You didn't say Arceus, right? Didn't say Arceus, Ar yes. Ar Arceus was six. Arceus was okay. six. Okay, all right. 
What else are we missing here, Tim? Any big hit indie games? I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm lost because I can't see, see them right now. I'm going to see Shredder's Revenge is somewhere in there. Okay. Yeah, that's a good one. So Splatoon 3, Kirby, and Shredder's Revenge are... Strikers? Is Strikers? Do you think that's enough quotes for that? I don't know. People are having fun with it. If, if Strikers, Strikers was 12. Okay. All right. Which is about 100 more than it should have been. <laughs> okay. All right. Any other games you think might be in there? Anything else that came out? I, I don't know. Well, I, I let have me to say what was already there. Okay. Let me say you mentioned games one, two, and three. Aha. All right. So, Jesse, what do you got for us then? So, number one is Splatoon 3. Okay. Split number two is Kirby in the Forgotten Land. Yeah. Number three is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Shredder's Revenge. Okay. Number four. Now, number four is a game that only Justin mentioned as an honorable mention, which means this game was carried by the community to get this. Xenoblade high. Chronicles three. Yes. Yeah. There it is. Oh yeah, I forgot. Yeah. Xenoblade. Xenoblade yeah. Chronicles three Solo, was mentioned. Solo by... was like. I put it in for my number one, two, three, four. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Xenoblade Chronicles 3 was mentioned 10 times, including wow. your honorable mention. Yeah. Kirby and Shredder's Revenge. Actually, those were the two that were fighting for number one and two. Interesting. Based on community input. It was our input. It was, it was, it was, you know, not mine because I didn't have it in my yeah. list, but the three of you put it to number one. So, 15 people said Kirby and Shredder's Revenge. 17 people said Splatoon 3. Wow. And popped it enough to get the first place. I very much feel like Kirby is a game I should pick up. And I and I talked about this, like, this, like not wanting to, like, the, the FOMO, right, uh, 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 of being in games and stuff like that. And it wasn't a huge. But it has received so much accolades over 2022. And, and I mean, the fact our community has said it was as good as it is, I kind of feel like... I really it's fun to play by yourself, game. but it's also fun to play co-op. And that's so, a life lesson about a lot of things. Yeah. So fun to play <laughs> so, with yourself so, and with co-op. There was, there was a conversation last night in the Discord about how I did the scoring. So it got pretty okay. technical, but I won't get into the technicalities. But basically, the way I do it, low score wins. Okay. So, you know, the difference between Kirby and Shredder's Revenge was like 0.36. Wow. And that the difference between Splatoon 3 and Kirby is 0.16. It was wow. very, very close. Wow. Yeah. And folks, I'm going to tell you this right now. If you are upset about how Jesse does his scoring, um, too you should have voted. Too damn bad. Get your own <laughs> podcast. This is our podcast. And so you should have voted. So get your own yeah, grid. Exactly. Get your own stuff. All right. <laughs> Wow, fantastic. Well, that's, that is that is some interesting results there. Oh, cool. So, Tim, I'll yes. copy and paste the top 10 list into, uh, into you so you can make your infographic on it. Is there any other games that you want to know about that is curious where it landed? That's a good point. Let me ask. Let me come and look here. Where did, no, where did Cult of the Lamb land? 18. Okay. What about... Uh, what about Fall Guys? Where did Fall Guys land? Only two people mentioned it, 26. Okay. Nintendo then, Switch Sports? 15th. Really? With six people mentioning it. The number, the top ranked game 
that only had one mention was Triangle Strategy. Oh, that came out last year? It did. It did. Yikes. Yikes. I also hey, forget that, t- like, well, isn't Bravely Default 2? No, what's coming out this? Octopath Traveler? Oct- Octopath 2. 2, yeah. It, you can tell that most of us don't play those those yeah, big RPGs anymore. Yeah, for <laughs> sure we don't. We're going to get people yelling at us about Xenoblade not being higher in the list probably. And Yeah. You know what? I, here's the, here's what I believe, though. I truly believe that Xenoblade is a victim to Live Alive. The fact that two huge, massive JRPGs came out a week apart was not a good look for Nintendo. They should not yeah. have done that. And I think that more people, more people, I think, ran towards Live Alive. Well, I mean, actually, I, I obviously I'm wrong because our results are showing that I'm wrong there. But I mean, I think for me, like by the time like I got through so much of Live Alive, and then Xenoblade came out. I had a great time with what I played of Xenoblade and I bought the expansion, all that stuff. But I was like, I just kind of feel a bit JRPG'd out right now. Um, yeah. So, well, I, and actually, Marty, didn't he have a lot of fun with Live Alive? And he beat it too, didn't he? I was shocked. Yeah. That, well, Marty, when, Marty, when he finished it, he was he was toting that it was going to be his number one game of the year. He was yeah. like, I, I wonder if he forgot. Yeah, because it wasn't on his list it. at all. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, hmm. so I'll, I'll quickly run down 11 through 15. Sure. So, uh, 11, Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak DLC. Oh, yeah. 12, Mario Strikers Battle League. 13, mm-hmm. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe Booster Packs. 14, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Cowbunga Collection. And then 15, I said, Nintendo Switch Sports. 16 was Nobody Saves the World. Nice. Very cool. Couldn't go, you can't really fun. go wrong with any of those games. Like, they're all fantastic. Yeah. I think, yeah. like, again, this is the statement I had before. Like, like, it was a great year. There was a lot of options for people to choose. There may not have been, like, the major tentpole game that, like, for, for that, for, you know, for some people, like, Solo something, he's a big Xenoblade guy. So, like, that was his tentpole game, right? But, I mean, if you're like, oh, I'm, I'm only a Mario and Zelda kind of guy, you didn't have that, right? Year before right. you had Metroid. Um, but there was a ton of great content that Nintendo put out this year. Um, and so I thought it was great. Yeah, the, my two games, uh, Portal and, and Tre- Dragon Quest Treasures, only two other people mentioned it, and put that which put them at the twenty first and twenty second spot. Portal is another game that I have never played at all, and I did pick up, and I just haven't played it. Yeah, it's one that I, Jesse, you recommended to me to get, and I still haven't mm-hmm. picked it up yet. So, <laughs> okay, I, uh, Tim, you I want to talk? To. You wanted to talk about other awards? Yes. Yeah, so this year we, we were talking about, hey, we want to do something a little different. So we decided to come up with uh, three little awards that dads like us would like to give to uh, to the ether. <laughs> so uh, we got three different awards. The first one is I'm not angry, just disappointed. Do you have, uh, what do you have to give this award to, guys? I'm not angry, just disappointed. And For example, what, Marty, yeah. Marty has his going to Nintendo Switch Sports, and I'm sure you can understand why <laughs> he picked. I'm not angry, just disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I. you know, I'm going to be honest with you. I actually have Splatoon 3 as my, I'm not angry, I'm just disappointed. <laughs> okay. Wow, the one we said, was we just voted as number one. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not angry that it's here, right? I'm just disappointed, and I understand why it's here. I'm just disappointed that it didn't do better, right? And that it didn't really that it wasn't it didn't push the way I think it could have, and it could evolved. It very much kind of felt like a rinse and repeat, kind of minimal effort to be able to say it was a sequel. And I'm sure someone right now is yelling at me, same thing with Overwatch too, right? I'm sure that's <laughs> happening also, right? But but I think as we looked at Splatoon three, I just it just kind of felt like a, a cash grab. So I'm not angry. I understand business. I'm just disappointed in your lack of effort. Yeah, for is, me. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead, Jesse. Go ahead. Okay, M- minus sports story. Mm. Yeah, we okay. we've mm-hmm. we've we were first told about this in 2019. It looked like it was almost done. We ex- it was originally supposed to be out in 2020, and then. It didn't, and then we we get it in the literally the last week of 2022, and it was a disaster. Yeah, that's fair. Mine was uh, the I'm not angry. I'm disappointed in the people last year who wanted to uh, leak information on games such as metroid prime coming out or the pro coming out or this and that coming out for nintendo no i'm just angry at them (laughs) (laughs) i was angry i think i was angry but now i'm just i'm just disappointed just disappointed (laughs) all right so the next one we have the next award is a pat on the back so for marty his pat on the back is to Nintendo for Nintendo Switch Online and the Expansion Pass for what they were able to do with that last year. What do you guys have as a pat on the back? Hey, I just thought of something. Um, not a game, but it's uh, basically, it's, it's another influencer or a pair of influencers who used to work for Nintendo that broke off and started their own thing, Kit and Krista. And they're, what they're doing is great. I don't watch every show. In fact, it's probably been two months since I've watched this, one of their shows. But they have a following. They they have a lot of views on their show. They get a lot of have a lot of they have a screen full of patrons that they read at the end of every episode. So and that that alone takes like five five minutes ten, five to ten minutes of of their two ish hour time. But yeah, they're you know they for doing the show for just under a year they're doing pretty good that's great nice tim what do you got oh you don't have any pat on the back oh no oh no i do i my, my pat on the back is for me my <laughs> pat on the back is for me calling that it takes two will come to the nintendo switch and y'all thought i was crazy last year when i predicted it Pat on the back for me, it did end up coming and it will probably be the reason that I'm going to win the 2022 right. Correct is you championship belt. Yay, Justin. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to write this down. So (laughs) (laughs) Kit and Krista for you, Jesse. And then, uh, yeah. All right. So the next one is. Uh, I'm proud of you award. And for Marty, it was to studio MDHR for finally releasing the cuphead DLC that I have yet to play. He says, 
So he's proud of them for, for releasing that. That's his example of I am proud of you award. What, what do you guys have is I'm a proud of you award. Jesse. I, I don't have anything at this time. If I think I'm, I'm busy banning someone from chat. So uh, if I, if I think of something, I'll, uh, I'll speak up. I am proud of Jesse for banning people from Twitch. I am going to say I am proud of Nintendo for doing right and bringing GoldenEye to the Nintendo Switch online. And whatever striking deal with the devil that they needed to make to with Xbox to make that happen, I am very happy about that. So I'm proud of you, Nintendo. Thank you for doing what was good for fans. (laughs) Nice. I am proud of the community for coming together for us at Extra Life to help us blow the doors off of previous year's goals and help us get over $10,000 of donations to our Extra Life, our various children's hospitals, and just also community coming together, being our Patreon subscribers, our YouTube subscribers, people who come watch and listen to us all the various ways that people help us be able to gain the funds that we were able to help support us to go to New York and do extra life. All of those things I am proud of this community for and want to thank them very much for that. Yeah, that was what I was going to say, but Tim took it. (laughs) And I'm still getting questions about how I did the 3ds streaming. So that was pretty funny. (laughs) Cool. Did you think of anything, Jesse? No. Okay. Okay. I can't beat yours. Yours is awesome. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, like, yeah, don't, we're not going to try and we're not going to try and beat that. So. (laughs) Okay. Anything else? That was it. Those are the three main awards that we started off with our first awards that we are giving out. So, and uh, this being the first, um, this was kind of spontaneous for us to do this. This is why we were kind of like on the fly for some of us to come up with. Uh, but uh, we hope you enjoyed it. If you guys have any of those pat on the backs or proud moments you had, or uh, you're not angry, but disappointed moments, please, please, please share that with us. We would love to know what those are and would love to share that with next week's episode. Uh, we'll read those off because we want to share those. And we think those are fun. So Back to you, Justin. Right on. Well, folks, that, I mean, I, guys, I mean, we're almost at two hours. I think, like, do we want to kind of skip what we've been playing and jump into maybe just some community questions? What do we think here? I'm okay with that. We're okay with that? Yeah, I just want to, I just, I don't want, I just, don't, I just want to call an audible here and be like, what? All right, well, let's jump. You, you already covered the events, Tim. Um, yes. I, I can't believe I'm going to say this. Oh, uh jesse's poke a minute god god i don't have anything no poke minutes oh sweet <laughs> okay i saw it in the, i saw it uh, sorry i saw it in the the show notes and i assume we had to do it right on i'm making some new rules for 2023 we're moving forward without that <laughs> um all right uh community spotlight let's answer any amazing questions from our community what questions do we have here couple quick reminders too before we get into the questions one extra life prizes i emailed everybody who won prizes 
check your email box because I have a handful of people who have not responded. And if you don't respond, I'm going to redraw them. One of you who didn't respond won the grand prize. So please respond in order to find out what that if you're the winner of that grand prize. If you didn't get the email, you didn't win the prize. I sent the email out twice. So if you didn't if you don't respond, I'm going to redraw. So <laughs> y'all y'all just got told. You know what I'm saying? Like Tim just second came in here and used his dad voice. All right. Y'all should be a little <laughs> bit worried about what just happened here. Okay. You second know what you is, did. You know what you yes, did. You know, you know. Hey, you know. Listen. There you Exactly. Yes. yes. Love it. Second thing is don't forget about our family of podcasts. We have the Game Pass News. We have the Dads After Dark show. And we have the Retro Logic shows, which is another handful of shows like Retro Logic, On Topic Retro, Retro Groove, and Film Logic. Go to your podcast feeds and go check them out. There's all kinds of different things to listen to on your various hobbies. So go, again, check them out. And you can go to our website and get see their Spotify links there as well at our nintendodads.org main page you can see those spotify links to those feeds yeah and folks all right justin you should you should definitely bookmark that page and again that was mr timothy often some amazing work on our website design which i which i greatly appreciate all right let's jump into some community questions uh and and also jesse there is a voicemail i don't know if you have that ready um i have it ready you do okay or do you want to do you want to go to that first actually sure okay Hey guys, this is Christian. I wanted to wish you guys a happy new year, Merry Christmas, and super excited for 2023. There's going to be so much anticipation in my hope for the Tears of the Kingdom, and we are totally excited about it. Uh, I just wanted to hear what you guys are doing to prepare for the game. Um, myself, I have a 3D printer, and I'm printing little different things for the kids so that whenever we get the game, we're going to do like a little Zelda party and then we're all going to play together you know me and the kids and the wife so I know we're a crazy family <laughs> anyway uh, are you guys excited about Tears of the Kingdom uh, and let me know what you guys are doing to prepare for the game alright I hope you guys have a great day oh and one more thing Tim just want to let you know those thumbnails are so amazing man super impressed alright talk to you guys later see ya I want to go to Christian's house and party with him for the Zelda. Like, can we, can we fund that trip? Can we just go to Christian's house and all of us do like a live stream from his house, hanging out with his kids? 2023, the Nintendo yeah. dads join up again at Christian's house yeah, to play Christian's Tears house. of the Kingdom. So I wanted to do a shout out to Nostalgicast because they, I'm, I'm on their Discord and they talked about, I think Adobe has, uh, like an AI audio enhancer. So I, I tried to, I took his voicemail and I tried to clean it up the way I do it. And it still kind of sounded like garbage. Hmm. I I put that through the Adobe engine and that sounded awesome. And that's what I played just now. The, uh, the version that came out of Adobe. Right on. Nice. So, so Christian still sounds amazing, but just the, the file came out a little bit weird is what you're saying originally. Right. Yeah, because yeah, you know the voicemail. The voicemail itself generally sounds like garbage, but this cleaned it up really nice. So, for, okay. if other people are interested in trying it out, I think it's just the URL is podcast.adobe.com. Uh, okay. You have to set up an Adobe account, but that's free, and I think you can. They allow 
audio up to an hour. So yeah. I can't throw this whole episode into it, but you know, voicemails I can throw into it really quick. That's cool. Great. Awesome. Love it. Uh, our first question comes from Discord, Discord, and it is Hoots. Hoots says, hi, dads. Uh, in coming up with a New Year's resolution this year, I've been thinking a lot about how I spent my time. But then I actually thought about you guys, you who have full-time jobs, a weekly podcast, and games you have to play in order to fuel the conversation with the podcast. So how do you guys do it? How much time do you spend playing in a given week to put uh, to put the show, or sorry, how much time do you spend in a week putting the show together and how much time do you get to play games for the show or just for personal time? Also, if applicable, what are types of things do you, do you end up sacrificing because of the podcast? Thanks for all the work that you put in to make a great show. That's a great question. Um, So let's talk about, I guess, like our prep for the show. Um, we sent like well and jesse you can talk a little bit about about prep show because you kind of taken over you've taken over for the show notes uh in prepping it so yeah. you want to kind of give people like the inside baseball yeah. and how we do that normally if i see something noteworthy throughout the week i'll just i'll add it to notes in like real time so i don't forget about it because that i find i found that to be a lot easier than trying to aggregate everything 30 minutes before we start recording <laughs> and then and then you know tim and marty will normally throw in their two cents into things as well. In fact, a lot of what we talked about today were things I didn't have in the notes, but Marty added in the the Patreon message this morning. So we're like, oh crap, we have to talk about these things now. <laughs> yeah, You know, it's, it's, it's kind of funny. Cause I think that, um, you know, who's, I think one of the things that, and I've talked about this before, I think one of the reasons I think Nintendo dads works really well um, for our, for our team um, is because there is a team of us who do, who do, who do the work. Right. So it's, if it was just one person doing everything, I think you're probably looking at, I don't know, somewhere between five to six hours a week, probably. If you're, and we would have been right. burned out years ago. We've been burned out. Right. So like Jesse's like, I'm going to throw stuff in the docket. Right. That's, that's kind of Jesse's lane. Right. If we look at the Patreon content, um, Marty sends out this, this email every single week for the most part. Right. He does a really great job of pulling that together a lot of his links from other stuff that we've put in there, but he has to craft that probably 30 minutes, give or take. He probably spends to craft that sends it out. Uh, Tim is pretty consistent throughout the week in regards to our digital thumbnails, right? He does a lot of work on that, as we mentioned from Christian's component of as well. Um, and then I do a lot of the communications perspective. So I probably spend somewhere between one to two hours a week, sending emails, responding to emails for codes, for communication, um, managing Twitter DMs, folks, Twitter DMs, managing folks, putting out some social media that Tim actually also shares some of that responsibility with me. Sometimes when I don't, when I don't do it as, as often. So I think each of us probably spend give or take, I don't know, guys, do you think an hour to two a week is a fair number? That sounds about what I w- would say I put in. Tim, what about you? What do you think? Yeah, I remember which button I'm at here. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, do, do I need to unmute myself here? Uh, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, I think it's about one or two hours. Uh, it, and then there's all the other things that we do outside the podcast too that adds a little bit of time as well. Like, you know, we each might have a video to do or review, or uh, Justin is, you know, getting managing that everybody's got codes so he's making sure he gets everybody's games and youtube and stuff like that and then he'll ping me to do the thumbnail for those and um so yeah there's there's little bits of other things too that happen and 
but we all work together to make it a team effort. So, yeah, there is a little bit of a workflow that we sort of have in some of our things, but I think what works well is that we, I think being dads, being full-time employees, having all these other responsibilities kind of says like the best way for us to do this is, is, and I don't mean to be rude, stay in your lane, right? Like, like trust that this person is good at this thing and that's the thing they're going to do. And when all those pieces come together, the show comes together. Right. And that's kind of the flow we've literally had for, for eight years. Um, and, And so it's, it's worked really well on that. And so I think that helps to, to reduce some of the challenges that we have in regards to it um, as well. Um, It was funny. You talked about like um, game codes and stuff like that for the show in the early days in Nintendo dads, like when it was, it it was Jesse, myself and, uh, and Zach, every time a code came in, we were like, Oh, we have to do, we have to do some content for, we have to, we have to, we have to, we have to. And as our community has been able to grow, we have been able to say like, we have a community of individuals who are interested in this code, who want to build their own portfolio, want to have an opportunity to, you know, the perks of getting a code, creating content, you know, learning a skill of streaming, of, you know, writing an article, of editing. We have people who are interested in that space and we have the infrastructure to allow for that. So why don't we enable and empower others? So I think the pressure for us to do our do codes um, and do content is not the same as it used to be probably five or six years ago. We've been able to kind of really step back and say like, what, like, what do we really, what will like, what are the, what is the thing that like, yes, we have to hit on this. This is the thing that, that will, that we have to be in that pocket to have a conversation about. Um, and it's allowed for us to be a little bit more prescriptive in the work we do, but still also still put out content. And there's a huge, there's about four or five content creators who are part of our community who are actively like we reach out and say like, Hey, we've got a code. Are you interested in this? Um, And yes or no, are you available? Yes or no. Um, And so that gives them an opportunity to, again, do that kind of stuff, but also allows for us to still put out content. So it's kind of like a, it's almost like contracting content creators. Um, So that kind of saves a little bit of our time as well, which allows for us to then spend time in other places where it's, Hey, this is a new, this is a, this is a big title game where we have to spend a lot of time. You know, we got, Mario and Rabbids two weeks in advance. It's an, under embargo. We need to work on that. Or, hey, by the way, um, I just want a game for my own time, right? And so there is sometimes a balance in those things, and, and that can be a challenge of what you what you do for the show versus what you do for your own personal life. And, and, and Marty has talked about this before where he's like, sometimes I don't want to play my Switch or I don't want to code for the Switch because I know the question that Justin's going to say is, cool, what's your content for that? And that's, <laughs> that's, that is a little bit of the like, and, and it sounds, it makes me sound like I'm a jerk, but like, that is sort of the, the agreement that we have, right? That is yeah, the agreement like, that we come into terms with when, when someone sends us a code, especially we solicited for a code and, and, the, and the code has arrived. Our, 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 our kind of contractual social agreement with them is that we are going to create content in a timely manner that allows right. for us to be intelligent and speak about it here to promote their content for good or for bad to our community, but also for our community to be aware of that content so they can decide whether they want to engage in that as well. So there's a social contract that kind of goes along with that. So sometimes that can be a push and pull, right? Of like, oh, I, 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 I'd like to get this code, but I can't put content out for a week and, or two weeks. Oh, well, uh, yeah, yeah. Like I've done game reviews before back on VT Tribune and really didn't like it. So you know, I've, I've said up front, I don't want to do reviews. So if I get a code, I'll do a first, wa- first look, let's play some video, something about it. And normally that's all I need to do. Sometimes if something needs more in depth, I, I can, but 
you know, I'm not, I, I don't do reviews anymore. <laughs> yeah. We, I, we moved away from reviews a, a long time ago, right? It's just, yeah. it was just too much. And so our approach of a, of a first look or a preview or a let's play, the idea being is that, is that if someone comes to our channel and is interested in the game, they can get, and, and so that's why you'll see our like, oh yeah, I like, oh, I like this, this button formation. I like the graphics, I like how it feels very cool story, right? By the time you're done with our 30 minutes, it should be like, here's a, here's a sampler for it. I've sampled that. I've game sampled it for you. I've taste tested it for you. And here are my opinions and thoughts. If you're kind of like me and you like my stuff, you may like this, but like, don't expect a, you know, I put in 700 hours into Xenoblade Chronicles 3 and here is my review. If that was the case, we would never be able to get content out in a timely enough manner for the organization. Tim. Well, what we've been able to do too, to accommodate kind of the review aspect is yes to do a video and to get a video out we'll do a first look or first impressions or let's play but if you want to know how it's going then you got to come listen to the podcast yeah then you hear us talk about it further past that point and you know we'll say hey if you want to get a glimpse of what the game is about go watch the video but then if we're still playing the game and especially if we get to the point of beating it then you'll hear us talk about it week in and week out. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. I think the other question is uh, it also, if what's applicable, what things do you end up sacrificing because of the podcast? Well, not, I don't, I can't think of anything that I sacrifice. In fact, you know, I probably sacrifice, well, you know, I know there's a lot of projects I have in my head and I've always seen, I can't do everything at once. So, like, example is the, the GB Interceptor th- project that I s- talked about two weeks ago. Uh, by the way, if if you're still interested in the unit, let me know. I still have some available. I have all the parts. I'm just waiting to the point where I'm, I have the courage enough to attempt the solder. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but, yeah, my 3D printer has been going nonstop for two weeks. So, I have I have a lot, a lot of all parts on my kitchen table. And then I mentioned earlier, building a new PC soon. So I'll be doing that when I'm done with the GB Interceptor. Uh, so it's just juggling my own time. It's sometimes, you know, I have more things I want to do than I have time to do it. So it's sacrificing my own projects for my projects. <laughs> yeah. Tim, what about you? Yeah, along the same lines, if it's, if anything's being sacrificed, it's just honing in on this particular hobby and other things kind of go to the wayside. So video games is my time waster, if you will. Uh, if it comes, there'll be times where I'll watch a show or a movie with my wife and stuff, but most of the time it, we might just put something on and we're both playing games, you know, while the movie's on or the show is on or whatever, or football is on. So um, it's uh, those type of things, or even like Legos. I still have Legos I have to build, but I, you know, other times yeah. I'm playing. I still games. have an Atari kit that I bought last year. And right, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you you sacrifice the your hobby time because the podcast is part of your hobbies. Mm-hmm. So even sometimes playing a game, you lose that time because you have to do something for the podcast or there is that game review you got to do instead of playing that game you're trying to beat, you got to go do not the review, but the let's play or the first impressions video first. So you could call that a sacrifice, but that's still part of what we already knew coming into this, uh, what we'd have to do. And at some point 
I'm you know, are there going to be some somebody's going to be like, you know what? You know, we've had two people on the show before that had said, you know what? I can't do this anymore. I want to use my time elsewhere. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be a point. I'm sure any one of us will get to that. So, but right now I don't view it as necessarily a sacrifice. It's just more of where you're putting your time at. So, yeah. In a way I have a backwards sacrifice, meaning, you know, I don't have to parent a kid anymore. Y'all still do. So that gives me more time <laughs> to get lost right. in my other projects. Yes. Yeah, I still have yeah, I still have my son at home, but he's 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 22. He can take care of himself. Yeah, yeah, for, yeah, for me like I don't know if there's anything I, I sacrifice, right? Like it's it's the same way like I kind of look at this as the same way if I was like, "Hey, hey honey, I'm going to go hang out with the guys. We're going to go to the pub for a couple hours, right, each week." Or, "Hey, we're I'm going to head over to Jesse's and hang out with him for a couple hours tonight and we're going to play some board games together. That's kind of the yeah. same way I look at that, right? Because this is a friendship, this is a community. So the sacrifice would be that, right? Like, hey, I'm not spending time with my wife or kids. I'm doing this other thing. But you also need that as an individual and as a person to grow your own friends and your own network and your own mental health and your own all those things and be of people, being a tribe of people who like the same thing, right? So there's a lot mm-hmm. of like, so it's like kind of the idea of like, we're always sacrificing something in some context in regards to it. But like, um, I think for, I think for me, one of the things that I've discovered after we've done this for as long as we have is like, how do I utilize, sounds really, sounds stupid, but how do I utilize negative time to be productive? Um, so I'll get like, like it sounds, it sounds kind of silly, right? But like bathroom time, right? You are, you are not in production. You are not doing anything, right? So maybe so use the bathroom time. You're producing something. You're producing something. <laughs> Maybe that's the best time to send off my emails that I need to send out to PR companies, right? Or that's when I respond to that, right? Or I'm in a doctor's <laughs> office and and I need to sit around for half an hour. That's there's nothing I'm doing there that's productive. Use that time, right? Yeah. So that I so I'm looking for those quiet moments between things of like I'm not producing production stuff, but I'm rather kind of doing these things, right? So you know, something to think about as well. There was something else I was going to say, but now I forgot what it was. <laughs> yeah, but that was who's hopefully that was probably a lot of information. They were like, "That was not what I was looking for." I just wanted to hear that you guys were going to try and lose some weight during the holidays, right, or something like that. So, uh, Hoots, thank you very much. Hopefully that that has definitely helped. Uh, next one here comes from Derek asks, "Hey, here's a question for tonight's crew. The Switch has been a great run, and it's changed the way we play with the dock, Joy Cons, etc., and given us many gear and memorable games. But its hardware has started to show its age, with games not running super well. We all know that at some point Nintendo will announce a successor. Will 2023 be a swan song for the Switch with games throughout the year that give us the best out of uh, best out of the aged hardware, or will we get a couple of games in the?" for an half of the year and be left with shovelware and maybe a few third-party titles to hold us over till the Nintendo Super Switch arrives in 2024. Is this the swan year? Is this the swan song for, for the Switch, do you think? I think it might be. Yeah, I, 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 I do think we're looking at a successor in 2024. So... Yeah, yeah, they still may have something small earlier in the year, but most of their focus will be on games for the new platform. So, yeah, I, th- I think we we will see less first-party output this year than we have in previous years. Not saying Zelda is the last one, like like other people have been saying, but we're not going to be 
this isn't going to be 2017 where there was almost a game a month. We're not going to have that. Sure. Okay. Tim? Yeah, I... There's something in my gut that says, because we've already seen the slowdown, in my opinion, from the first party. Because uh, last year, if I remember correctly, we were just wondering, you know, hey, what? where's this? Where's that? What's Nintendo doing? We're not getting this until this time. You know, we had a lot of questions in that. If I remember correctly, I thought we did. Um, and I was just wondering if, if it was because... One, I think I speculated, was it because they were preparing for a a uh, slight upgrade to the Switch, the Switch Pro or whatever people were calling it, this 1.5 or whatever. And then there's been talks that maybe they had to scrap that and just focus all on the next successor. So COVID really screwed up a lot of stuff too. So it's really hard to predict that and and. And we know that it's affected a lot of things as well because of when everything was shut down, it affected all of the processors being built, which also we know affected anything Nintendo was going to choose to do, uh, especially with, I suspect, the OLED not just being the OLED like we know it today was probably going to be more than that. Um, will... Will there be a successor in 2024? I think so. I agree with Jesse. I think so. And I think that this year, there it may not be their swan song like we would want it to be. Like I would say, if it's going to be a, a system swan song, you're going to want a 2017 again, where there's a game coming out all the time as a last hurrah. But to me, it almost felt like what we saw where things started quieting down for the Wii U and everything started getting pushed to the 2015 and 16. <laughs> yeah. Where everything was like, okay, game development started switching to, you know, we're going to push this game development to prepare for the next system. So it's, it's really hard to predict, but I think, will it be March, 2024? I don't know. Uh, but I think 2024 seems feasible. Yeah, I think that's yeah. I think twenty twenty four is probably pretty pretty reasonable that we're going to start getting whether it's a, whether it's a first look or an actual launch uh, of the product. I think um, I think what I'm the most curious about is what is Nintendo's actual plan, right? And so we've talked about this idea before of of, of Nintendo taking the Apple model, right? Where it's just a it is the the latest iPhone 14 is based is the iPhone 13 but it's a little bit slimmer and a little bit of this a little bit of that is the is the and next, a new processor and a new processor right like is the next Nintendo Switch Pro or Nintendo Switch 2 whatever the hell you want to call it is it called the Nintendo is it called the Nintendo Switch is it just called Nintendo Switch 2 like like is it the same thing and it's all backwards compatible and it's just like are they are they basically taking their handheld approach towards it much like they did with the DS and 3DS? Like that's that's what I'm curious about. Um, I I am more leaning that that's what they're going to do. And if that's the case, then you're not having a rant, you're not having a swan song year, right? You're still building momentum. Like you want to build momentum year into year into year for the hardware yeah. and the software to grow. And I think because of the trajectory of the switch, because their sales numbers, they do not want to do anything that is going to potentially wobble that ship right so i think they're i think it's going to be like a nintendo switch pro nintendo switch xl and that's yeah. the new version or whatever it is i think that's the thing that we're going to get 
Yeah, um, I think I think we are going to get a next successor that it would be backwards compatible, which then gives Nintendo the ability to do what Sony and Xbox did. I wouldn't say in 2020, but they're still doing it today. It's releasing games that work on the old system. They may look better on the new one, but they still work on the four and the one. Yeah. I think what they did with the DS models can be applied to this. I don't know if it's actually what they're going to do, but obviously they're scared or we may think they're scared because of the, what happened with the Wii to Wii U. But they have the pedigree, the history with the handhelds and doing well with iterations, um, especially when you look at the DS, uh, going from DS to 3DS. So um, everything was still backwards compatible, but you were still able to move on to the next, you know, better cart. Yeah. And... It's just a matter of taking that same method and moving on. It's going to be, you know, whatever they name it. It's, I think that's where they're probably getting stuck at. Maybe they already know what the what the next successor is, and it's going to be a Switch Two. But oh, what they are know they actually like, going to name it. They, they definitely are they know. They actually name it. Yeah. <laughs> the they're name probably... is probably what's going to be the hard part, right? So, like, do we call it Switch Two, or do we call it Switch XL, like you said, or do we call it Switch DS? <laughs> Yeah. You know, will it, will it be a fl- clamshell switch? You know, <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, so many options, but I'm excited to see what happens. Uh, yeah, last, sure. quest- last question for the night comes from Bruce Patterson. This is over on Patreon. Bruce asks, quick question for Justin. Hey, Justin, did you let your backbone slide at Christmas? Because I sure did. And Bruce, I absolutely did let my backbone slide. Thank you so much, Maestro Fresh West. I appreciate it. And of course, big thank you to Bruce for his fantastic Triforce that he uh, welded for me as part of the Dads After Dark holiday exchange. It arrived a couple days after Christmas, and it is on my Nintendo uh, wall of Nintendo collectible stuff. So, Bruce, thank you so much for that. I appreciate it. Yeah, uh, Bruce, is, uh, Bruce has been very... Uh nice to us to to be able to provide our grand prize the past couple years and he has said he's going to do it again this year so uh thanks to him for that and always looking forward to it and if he starts selling those bad boys i'm going to be try to be the first one in line to get one of those (laughs) absolutely um uh mecha dragon no i got last question mecha dragon asks also, if Tim won't be mad for me asking a question, have you dads had any convention stories? Because uh, Mecca is going to Magfest tomorrow. Magfest. I don't know what that is. I do not oh, either. man. I wish it, I wish it was Ma, the is third that a Friday. Is that a... Right? I don't know what that is. My know, Little Pony I, type thing? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, do you guys have any convention stories? I... I've normally avoid large crowds, as you know. I've mentioned before. I think pretty much like the last time I did something like that was E3 twelve yep. years ago. <laughs> gotcha. Music and gaming festival is what it is. Okay, it's a music and gaming festival. I my story is uh, I think I want to say it was 
2016, November 2016, I was just, it was after several months of listening to you guys for the first time. I reached out to you guys and said, hey, I'm going to be on a Nintendo panel here in Detroit. Will you guys sponsor me by just having your name, uh, you know, that I can say that I'm a Nintendo, because I was a producer at the time, executive producer. Could I use that as as you guys being, you know, me being executive producer, can I use your name as being on the panel and this Nintendo panel? And And Justin was like, sure, go right ahead. Have fun with that. So I got to be on a Nintendo panel. Uh, and I got to promote the Nintendo dads for the first time at that in 2016. So um, both of those things were a lot of fun to do. Uh, in fact, I think I shared what uh, the Prezi I created right for that Nintendo paddle. So um, it was a lot of fun uh, with the, what did I share? I shared that at a, uh, the dinner table. I think I shared that at, so uh, if anybody wants to see it, I could probably share the link to it if it's still available. I have a Prezi I created for the Nintendo event that we did. I was basically running the Prezi presentation while another person I was working with was doing the presentation. So, but I also promoted the Nintendo Dad. So that's kind of like my my first conference that I got to be in a panel for too. So <laughs> very, I like that. That's very cool. Yeah, that's not something I've ever done. I haven't had a chance to do yet. Yeah, I have not done a. Uh, no, I have done a panel actually. Zach and I did one at Edmonton. That was kind of cool. Nintendo has just started. Uh, my first going to a conference as part of Nintendo Dads, like wearing a Nintendo Dad shirt and just kind of like strutting around. Um, Zach and I both went to the Calgary Comic Con um, and. Charles Martinet was there and uh, had an opportunity to meet him. I remember that. He signed our, one of our first pieces of Nintendo dad art. This is, this is old school art. Uh, This is one of Adam's Adam Leonard's creations. I think this was circa 2015, maybe, maybe 2016. And it's signed by Charles Martinet. And it says super Justin, you're number one. Um, your pal, uh, Charles Martinet, Yahoo. And it says about him, here we go. And, um, and the really cool part about it also was he did audio for us as well for our bumper or not a bumper. He did an audio recording for us as well. We have that. I think it's actually in our, uh, dad's, uh, audio file. I'll see see if I can find it. And it is, it is, it is now, now what he said, because we were like, oh, could you say like, Hey, it's the Nintendo does podcast number one. And he's like, I can't actually say that, <laughs> but he's like, but I can do some other stuff. And so he did a, he did an audio clip for us in that. All right, was, here we go. Um, I think this is it. Yeah. Zach. Hello, Super Jesse. Hello, Super Justin. It's a me, Mario. Yahoo. Mamma mia. I'm here with my brother, Luigi. Hello, it's me, Luigi. <laughs> That's right. The Mario Bros. We just wanted to say, you guys, you're number one. Woohoo! Number one. <laughs> See you our games is whoopee. <laughs> yeah. And That's so, fantastic. That was very cool. Yeah. And then, so that was uh, May of 2016 or April of 2016. Yeah. And, uh, and so, so we had him sign that we had that, we got that. And then, um, Zach had brought his son. And so there's a Zach and I, um, got our photos with Charles Martinet and his son, 
Uh, and so that was just a really cool, really cool experience. I, I think I remember those pictures too. You guys you posted it in the Facebook uh, yeah. cha- channel at the time. So. so yeah, this is. I mean, this is this is a this is this is kind of an this is. I don't you know if there was a Nintendo Dad's collector's item, this may be. That's maybe awesome. Worth, maybe worth something, uh, which is pretty pretty. Yeah, that pretty cool. That poster as well was a uh, thing you gave to us uh, producers as well when we at that that year. Yeah, we ended. We and ended you guys, up, you guys signed them too. Yeah, we ended up signing them. What? Speaking of things, posters that we signed. What happened to those things? We we never uh, signed them. We never signed them. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the, the, my 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 thing I like about that that poster is, you know, the. Three of us are playing an NES, which has two inputs. Yes, yeah. And we even asked Adam, so who of us is playing with the dummy controller? And yeah. his response was, I will never tell. Yeah, it was <laughs> It was pretty good. Yeah, there's... Yeah, it's been a journey. It has been an absolute journey. Uh, great question, though, uh, for everyone. Thank you so much. Folks, we are just shy two and a half hours, so let's, let's get out of here. Thank you so much. Uh, folks, next week, Next week is going to be our predictions for 2023 episode. That's always a bunch of fun. Uh, we just, you know, sometimes it's crazy, sometimes wild uh, stuff. So make sure you tune in for that. Plus, we're going to find out who our 2022 uh, correct is you winner for the championship belt is. Uh, that'll be a great event as well. So really excited about some content coming up. We're also going to be booking our Patreon uh, producers coming on the show very soon and more guests coming in 2023. So it's going to be a great year for us, a great year for Nintendo Dads as well. So let's close out the stream. Uh, big thank you to the uh, our Patreon producers. That's Dave Ernsberg, RJ Kern, Skinny Matt, and Jacqueline Amira. Thank you so much for being our Patreon producers. As I mentioned, we are going to be scheduling you. I promise you, promise you, promise you. Get, you're going to email from us soon. You're going to go calendarly. You're going to select what day works for you. You're going to come back on the show as always. Hey, by the way, we have a YouTube channel. Thank you so much to the over the 6,610 of you who are subscribers. If you're not a subscriber, do us a favor. Go ring the bell. Subscribe. It would mean the world to us as well. Big thanks to our Twitch subscribers as well. We greatly appreciate your support also. And of course, big thanks to all of our Patreon producers who help us, or sorry, Patreon supporters who help us keep the lights and the mics running every single day. We greatly appreciate it. Hey, if you're looking to pick up some Manscaped product, that code again is Mindads, N-I-N-D-A-D-S, for 20% off and free shipping. If you're looking to look fit and great this year and you're looking for some sweet merch, head over to NintendoDads.org and we have got a merch shop for you. Are you looking for more Nintendo Dads information? Well, of course, head over to NintendoDads.org and there you can find our YouTube videos, our tweets, our podcast episodes, links to our Patreon page, our merch shop, and all of our other other um, family of podcasts are on there as well. You can, of course, find us on Patreon, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, YouTube, just by typing in the words Nintendo Dads. Of course, you can email us at NintendoDads at gmail.com or... Ladies and gentlemen, you can actually call in and leave a voicemail, 929-25-N-DADS or 929-256-3237. Will Marty Estes be the one who answers that phone? I don't know. You're going to have to call in and check it out. Big thanks to OC Remix for the music throughout the show. And of course, if you're listening to us on any of your favorite podcast catchers of choice, I encourage you, I employ you, please head over and give us a four to five star review. It helps us to be discovered by other people who probably also like this content, who would be 
an awesome member of our community who would contribute and make the Nintendo Dads world grow so much larger. So we'd greatly appreciate if you're able to do that. Just typing in some things like Justin is awesome. Some words. Tim has a great hat. I love Jesse's beard. Why does Marty <laughs> smell like barbecue sauce? Any of these are okay examples of things that you can put in and a four or five star review. Ladies and gentlemen, for myself, for Jesse Waldack and for Tim, have a fantastic week. We hope to see you next week. Be good and take care of each other. Bye. Thank you for listening into Nintendo Dads. We sound like the damn Nintendo Dads all of a sudden.